and welcome to episode 58 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. Yes, these Yay. things are out of order, but, you know, we're always out of order, so that never means a thing. Um, and tonight we have something very special for you um, on many levels, because there's lots of things to talk about, as always, but there's two very big things that we want to talk about. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to get on to doing the introductions, because that's the most important bit of any episode, so you know whose beautiful voice, apart from mine, you're listening to. So, as always, on my virtual right-hand side, sitting atop the, the throne, on top of the pyramid with his beer and pretzels, um, the man who, who rules over the, uh, well, ish, lords over the uh, over the land of 30k here in Sweden and throughout the world, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the one and the only, Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? I am excellent. I'm outside of the fucking laundry and I'm in the move to the basement. <laughs> so you've upgraded then is what you're saying. You've gone from the laundry yeah. to the basement, which which most definitely is an upgrade for your good self. It is, because I have airbrush here. Ooh. Ooh. So are we going to hear airbrushing noise while we record or? Uh, no, I turned that off. Okay, good man, good man. I'm. You might hear my compressor filling up in the background occasionally, but you know that's just how it is. Um, and on my left, not our regular left left seated driver, um, but he does drive on the left hand side of the road. Uh, it is the man for whom we all fell in love with last year, with, with his long flowing locks. But some for some reason, Morton. Morton's not on this episode, is he? No, he's not. But you know, the the, the man from across the pond or across the channel. Um, he is also a legend, not in his own, not just in his own lunchtime, but in very much mo most of the mythical circles of painting and things. He is half of the cult of paint. He is definitely the man responsible for my now re my mental sanity of repainting my Iron Warriors, um, <laughs> and he is responsible for many other things, most of which we'll probably get onto or have to sign a non-disclosure agreement for later. Uh, it is the one, the only, Mr. Henry Steele. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very well, thanks, mate. That was lovely. I should carry you around with me and get you to introduce me whenever I enter Ryan Kimmel said the thing I'm seriously thinking about doing my own line in sort of motivational you know, self-empowering the bar takes. very high like people are only going to be I'm not sure I can deal with that level of, of disappointment well, well, constantly. I'll set, I'll set levels like... for you mate I'll do it with levels so they can't be asked to yeah it's Henry to do uh, <laughs> all the way oh, okay, to cool. full, full you know golden demon picking up his slayer sword in, introduction music you know I will never, I ones. will never pick up a Slayer Saw. I will never be that man. But uh, thankfully, we have but you, you young Andy slay. for that. <laughs> but you have slayed many dragons, so you know, so and and swords. But I mean, that's for a different. <laughs> that, that, that's for most definitely the later on part of the show. <laughs> and so, to, no. talking about tonight's show. Sorry, Freddie, I'm gonna have to cut you there. Talking about tonight's <sighs> show. Oh, oh, somebody cut you off. It happened. <laughs> How do you, Sorry. How do you, you feel? Cast four hours of my life. The other fucking. Uh, I, I'm, fucking, I'm, <laughs> fucking, I'm fucking married with children. What do you expect? Like for me, it's just natural. True. I've been there, done that twice, and I have the t-shirt. Um, it's actually got a picture of my uh, my divorce papers on, but that has nothing to do with this. So anyway, what, what was I cutting you off from doing, mate? Anything important? Me? You? No, no, no. Okay, no, fair no. enough. The moment has gone. The drama uh, is over. I'm, such is I'm, life. I'm disappointed. Oh, you can't have your millennial hand, you, your millennial meltdown now. What are no. you going to do? I know. <laughs> so, as I said, tonight's episode, it's a bit of a mashup. We're catching up on a lot of the interviews that we've done over the past few months. Really want to say weeks, <laughs> but 
<laughs> months is far more accurate. Um, as we catch up with the boys from Dirty K, uh, and that was, if I remember rightly, Eric and Daniel. And then we have the lovely Sebastian Jensen come on. And he's going to be uh, talking all about the event he ran over in Denmark. And I'm looking forward to seeing lots more of the events from him. Um, and we're going to be talking about one of the two very important things that I mentioned only moments ago. And that is the hobby camp, the, the Ranching Heresy hobby camp that is happening this August. And we are bringing over the Cult of Paint to run a fantastic uh, airbrushing painting event for everybody here in the Heresy, as long as you're one of the people who gets off your bums and buys a ticket for it. And so, lots more besides just airbrushing. Of course, of course, but we can't give all the details away until we get to the main segment. But you know, nicely said there. Um, but as always, because it is very important, there's lots of news to share, and like I said, something very, very big we're going to be talking about later on. Um, let's get the hobby stuff out of the way. So, what's everybody been up to in the hobby? And as our guest. Mr. Henry. Shit, right. Uh, Shall I ask Freddie first? <laughs> well, we do. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, when when we last spoke, it was... Uh, this it is was, a re-recording, was, just for so everybody uh, to understand. Yeah. Some, somewhat deep into the uh, little Ultramarines Zone Mortalis project. Yep. Um, that's now more or less done. I'm going to add, uh, I think, a dread and five more dudes, maybe. That'll get me up to around 1,500 and then stick nice. a pin in it. Uh, and then the last sort of week, week and a bit, has been busy, busy, busy with uh, work. We had uh, Salute, which is the great big uh, convention, sort of gaming, trade fair, hobby extravaganza thing in London, uh, which we were lucky enough to be uh, on a stand there with uh, Element Games, nice. uh, showing showing people how to paint toy soldiers uh, and debuting or previewing i should say the uh signature series airbrushes that we've got coming out very soon um so it's been busy 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 hobby but mm-hmm. but i'm uh, i'm keen to get back keen to get back to actually the desk and putting paint on stuff nice so, and I, yeah. I have to say if anybody's interested and didn't catch any of the coverage from salute for any particular reason god knows why um you can go onto our uh, facebook page uh, the Vrangin Heresy podcast page, and you can see the post that I linked from Cult of Paint, which actually shows off all the stuff that they they were sort of getting up to, especially a really nice sneak peek at the mm. uh, Signature Series airbrush, mm. which mm. Uh, is rather tasty. I think there's only the sneak of the Infinity, isn't there? I don't think we took a snap of the Evo. So, I'm yeah. not sure if it was the Evo or the Infinity. I can't remember which one it was, but at least it has Cult of Paint on it on the side, which basically oh, means it, it paints faster and therefore is more awesome than they are just your average brush so fucking sexy and it's it's yeah it's very it's very very exciting it's very very exciting for us um, to get to get someone like Carter and Steenbeck wanting to work with us is awesome it is um, pure you know, blinged out sex in an airbrush I mean I, just words not enough it's <laughs> gorgeous it's functional too. That's, <laughs> that's probably more of the key thing. Um, but you are right; the black one does look sexy as fuck. So that so, helps. So it's not a trophy wife. It's actually somebody who can <laughs> cook, clean, and do do everything you needed to do, but is also sort of full grim in the sheets. It's it's what I like to think of as the Morton of airbrushes. Oh. Um, 
you know, Which, you'll not, just, not, once not you've got it in your hand, you'll never want to put it down. And I think that's probably the best compliment he is ever going to receive. <laughs> he can now die happy. <laughs> we love you, Morton. We really do. But that's only for the After Hours episode. Um, so you've been super busy doing all that. Freddie, what about your good self? I can't even remember what I did last time we well, recorded. Oh, we tried this time. Let's go with that. Uh, I am painting up uh, my uh, Necromon again. Ooh. Ooh. Not not very heresy related. Uh, her- for for heresy related stuff, I have been painting terrain, which is not very interesting. But god damn, it's it needs to be done. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. And I, I do believe we what, have. What did I say last time? Jesus I don't Christ. remember. You, had, you reeled off a list. I mean, you expect me to remember? I'm still in I shock. Think from last time you'd only just got back from America, hadn't you? So it was all oh, okay. so millions all of the... millions of meat bags. Yeah, yes. hundred billions of militia. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, did everything survive its trip home? By the way, I haven't even opened it. It's, it's behind <laughs> me, and just right now it's a, a mini table for paint. <laughs> so like, I don't carry case. Touch it. <laughs> I'm not touching it yet. <laughs> not until my move is done. Uh, so, how's the move going then? Um, sorry, you just had some beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's busy as fuck. So I, it's annoying because I had to move twice. So I moved basically all the way to Barbecue Village, where my house is. And then I also had to move to my old parents' house, which is empty. Hence why I'm in the basement, because I'm in my old parents' basement. Uh, because I refuse to commute from the... Imagine from like the northern suburbs of London, commuting to the southern suburbs of London to drop off your kids for school. And then go Gosh. back to the to central London for work. You wouldn't do that, would you? No, well, that's why I moved out of London, mate. Yeah. So. No, but that, that's why I moved into my parents' basement. Well, there, there we go. <laughs> well, it's it's all completely understandable, and, and you know, very yeah, well. And also, I like Warhammer, right? So you you've got a parents' basement free card thing, anyway. No, it's true. I, I remember like it's not what it used to look back in the day, but. When me and Plastic Fantastic and Pelle and all the other guys that you guys already met, we used to play in there, like in the laundry on like an old ping pong table. Yes, classic also. gaming. Yes, ours was also ping pong table. Good work. Mine was an old kitchen table. So it it's kind of funny though. I'm, I'm back where it all started. Like I can see my my old Transformers collector cards of my old <laughs> uh, like. Uh, desk units that my dad has cut up and made it into some sort of tools shack shit <laughs> and gar- garbage pail kits stickers as well did you uh, did you guys have micro machines in sweden yeah fuck yeah fuck i saw so i was back yeah i was back clearing some stuff out recently and came across some micro machines <sighs> i fucking love that shit man i love micro machines i was i was always a big fan of the um the old sort of star wars star wars collectible uh, game uh, collectible figures Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, my friend and I was super into Star Wars and I had one of the transporters you know the big sort of like sandworm dildo things that, ah. one of those and he I, I loved him he was a great friend but he had the Millennium Falcon so I just hated him because it was <laughs> the fucking business <laughs> he, was, he was that friend yeah. he was that friend who had that and had 
even had the uh, what do you call it the um, sort of like space helmet TV which had the whole screen that came up and uh, you know the front thing that came up and everything and I was like yeah 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 I do yeah yeah it's like I love you man but yeah screw you well you you, you guys are you guys are like a bit younger than me <laughs> so back in my day the, there was this old plastic uh, Star Wars stuff when I was little and I remember my cousin he had the Millennium Falcon uh, I can't remember the brand but you know the the old classic Star Wars figurines remember yeah, those? yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah the, the stuff yeah. that's worth like a lot of money when it's in a pristine package. Yeah, the stuff me, you beat your head against the wall for the fucking about, about a hundred fucking yards from where my house is, they're, they're, it's all built up now, but it used to be like a, a fucking field and shit. Me and Pelle at high school, we found all our old Star Wars stuff and we got our BB guns and firecrackers <laughs> and we shot them all. And then when I moved to Melbourne and I was walking down Chapel Street and I am walking through this comic store book and they're like, oh, they were selling uh, all these old Star Wars figures, and it was like Boba Fett's, like 300 Australian dollars. I was like, fuck, I shot his arms off. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> you know, I was like, damn it. And I exactly. had uh, Han, so- Han Solo in, uh, you know, when he was carbon freeze, like that special miniature. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, super yeah. rare. And I was like, oh, I, I, I fucked that up as well. And, oh, I know people. So I know there are lots of people who go back. You know, face with the. Would you go back? What would you do if you went back in time? A lot of them go. I change history. I do this for me. I just go and buy every goddamn Star Wars figure that was ever released, and just bury them somewhere I knew I was going to be, and then dig them up later and just cash in. <laughs> you know, it's like there's an nest egg coming. You can see like little Freddy sitting sitting on Christmas Eve, wherever getting his like you know because you got like one Star Wars figurines. We didn't have that much money, so. And then, and then suddenly there's a glaring flare, and then old Freddy comes in grey beard, and she's like, "Don't open that wrapping!" He's <laughs> <laughs> slapping his younger self. Like, hey, put it down. It's not a it's fucking toy. toy. It's not a toy. It's not a Give toy. It's an inheritance fund. Put it down. Yeah. yeah, this is for your future. You will thank me later. And then he just disappears, like in a fucking blare of. <laughs> your liver will hate you, but your future will love you. Bam. Yeah. yeah how it is man it's how it is but uh, i have to say like i say I've, I've been working on titans again still working on titans have titans on the brain have titans on every surface in my painting area and still more titans and more titans again so that's that's enough about that um because titans <clears throat> there's enough did, did you see on virtual homepage that like the warlord titan is like the second best seller or whatever it was Oh, their their whole most popular things we yeah. sell. Yeah, yeah. I wonder oh, if that's done by chaos. just the amount of money yeah. that it's brought in. Because yeah, you sell ten of those, and you're going to bring a fair chunk of change in. It's yeah, you know, maybe. yeah, maybe. maybe. But you know, they are pretty freaking awesome models. I have to admit. Uh, yeah. I, I'm fairly fun. confident the fucking Demos Pattern Rhino has got to be one of their <laughs> most I wonder, best sellers, I, I or like why, fucking Henry? you know, assault weapon sprue. I pay this for to get three friggin' arms from or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have like I have like a whole bits box of them just because I yeah. wanted to have like one lightning claw back. Yeah, in exactly. The day and then I, I, if and I, I ever like need a, a squad armed with dual Volkite pistols, then you know I'm I'm your man one day. But you know, yeah. it's, it's or, they're fucking, or, they're, or they're fucking hand flamers. Yeah, like, I have so many hand flamers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I tell you one thing. I've got li- literally like twenty or so uh, combi flamers. 
because uh, you know you buy the combi weapons pack and it's melters, plasmas, and flamers. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah they're going in that drawer. They're going in yeah. that drawer. They're going in that drawer. The others are going to be used. They're going in that drawer. You know, it's just all that stuff, man. It's crazy. Oh man. But um, actually, I just remember something we haven't done before we actually move on to the to what's new out at the moment, and that's the social medias because this is kind of important because it does sort of come into what we're going to talk about later. Um, so first of all is our Facebook page, which is the Vrangian Heresy Podcast. Catchy title, very easy to spell. Um, and if you can't find it, you can find it through many groups, because we do post in a lot of the heresy-related groups. So you can click on that, come on over, give us a like, follow along, and you'll see all our new episodes and all the funky stuff that we put out. Um, and funky as in fun, or... Yeah, anyway, you'll find out. Um and then there is our podcast group, which is linked to that, which is the Vrangian Heresy podcast group, subtle and cunningly named for its, uh, for, well, for reasons, I'm sure. Um, we also have, we do the whole uh, Instagram thing, Twitter thing, you know, the things that aren't really a thing, but they're a thing. Um, Snapchat. And probably, I don't know. With Tinder and MySpace. Well, that's just, just my <laughs> God. <laughs> MSN, we've got our own, we've got our own MSN, you know, all that, all those sort of, uh, you know, Hotmail logins and stuff like that. It's all still existing. Um, and I know this because Freddie's still using Hotmail. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's wrong with Hotmail? I still use Hotmail. What the fuck's wrong with you, know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I thought I was... I, I thought, no, whatever. Anyway. Um, and then uh, there is the, the... What should be the most important one, which is our email address. And that is the Heresy at gmail.com. And that way you can send us in lists you want reviewed. You can send us information... Uh, about events that you're running or have been part of. If you want to come on and jo uh, do a, a listener focus episode with us, if you're just starting up a, a scene, or God forbid, which seems to be our thing, starting up another podcast, feel free to come on and you know tell us that you're you're going to create a new podcast or whatever it might be. Um, especially, I tell you what would be nice is if you got some fluff for your armies. That would be pretty cool. I'd like to see some uh, some sort of uh, hobby fluff out there. Um, about what's being, you know, what's being created. Tell the story of your, you know, uh, grand battalion or your phalanx or whatever you might want to tell the story of, uh, which would be pretty awesome. So yeah, that's Heresy at gmail dot com. So that's we, we we should do like a fluff award for this year, like we the should. golden pretzel. Yeah, the cool. golden pretzel. Yeah, we we could do that, but let, let's think that one through for a moment and and then. Have something to talk about in our next episode. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> while you're on social sweet. medias, yes, uh, Chris's Chris's Instagram is a good one to follow as well. He's he's yeah. good at regularly updating that, isn't he? Project so, Devindar, yes. Yeah, and that's also well linked. A, well worth a follow. Yeah, totally is, and it's it's linked from our um, our web page and our Instagram account, so you can you can see it there. He's done a very nice job on a mirror restoration recently. He has, and he's very... done a, a rather cracking job on a on a scenic base for one of the the old vampire count miniatures, as nice. well. One yeah. one of the Von Karsteins, I can't remember which one. It's the dude drinking blood from a, a pair of swords. Is that Manfred? Is that Manfred or is that Vlad? I can never remember. Is that is that Vlad? Oh, Come on, Freddie, you're our old world expert. Which one is it? Uh, no, fucking. Uh... Whoa! I think Freddy might be getting lost in the world there. I think you're right. I think it is Manfred. Yeah, I think so. 
Don't worry, everybody. Freddy Fred, is Freddy being melted down into a thrall. He is. He's being yeah. Freddy's being melted down at the moment, or he's um, or he's he's trying to communicate through the uh, through the warp storm. I'm not sure. Um, we lost you there that for a would, second. That would bud. be a really bitter servitor, wouldn't it? It would be. Oh, mate, so, like. so bitter. <laughs> Powered by pure alcohol. Um, yeah. oh, I'm not that bitter. <laughs> but you'd be—you're not denying you'd be powered by pure alcohol. I—I <laughs> uh, I would if I—if I had anything to say about it. Exactly. Powered <laughs> by powered by booze and nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like everything booze. was better before. Yeah. <laughs> Bring booze, back that miniatures. Booze, nostalgia <laughs> and melted down um, uh, melted down metal minis. So white metal and pewter minis. <laughs> Just like his power cells. Um, so yeah, that would that would totally be Freddy, totally be Freddy. Yeah, yeah, you know, bitterness, yeah, give or take. Um, but let's let's talk about some new stuff because there have been some uh, new releases coming out of the uh, the old Forge World Studios, actual models, and um, and some sort of updates on stuff through the community, which is pretty awesome. So I'm just going to do the important thing, and if I remember rightly, when we were looking at this last time. Um, we have the uh, the t- the termites, which are currently temporarily out of stock. Out of stock. Yeah. So um, either they didn't make enough, or there are a lot of people with dune fetishes out there, um, or tremor fetishes. I'm not I sure. I mean, this this was a solid gold release all over it, wasn't it? This oh, one, yeah. man. Like everybody, everybody's gonna get at least one for a bit of nostalgia, even if they don't want to run them. Like um, it's. It's just lovely. I very much want to run a run a a triplet set of them Mm. uh, with some, you know, breaches and maybe a support too. Only army. Oh, that's Mm. so. That would be so pretty. And the the mole as well. Oh god, it's going to be amazing. Oh yeah. Oh that the big the big mechanicum crazy uh, super thing. Uh, They've also released the uh, Orox. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. Made a bit of a misstep though when doing that by cancelling oh, the cancelling yeah. the crew, the Solar Auxilia extra <sighs> crew. I would yeah. I would like to um, I'm not sure shake the hand or slap the face of the person who made that decision. I'm sorry, that is marketing 101. You don't do that shit on the same day. Wait a month, make some money out of it because people will buy that stuff. And then you can discontinue them. Um, and sadly, they're discontinuing quite a few bits of rather awesome mm. stuff from the Solar Auxilia line, which mm. I'm rather disappointed about, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, I, I think that... Man, it's, like you said, just wait like a month or something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, you know... And, and what's funny is what what uh, what was going is one of one of the character series is actually going, mm. which is the, um, the Medic... Mm. Uh, which I'm I'm really sad about because I mean at the end of the day the Solar Orcs is uh, a faction in the Heresy and does need its representation and I'm I'm just really sad to see that sort of stuff getting yeah. well who knows man who who knows what we'll be getting true in the future you know I I, I can't see them I, I honestly can't see them getting rid of the faction given the fact you've got that our ox has just come out, mm. and then as soon as we get to the Solar Wars, yeah, then the 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 auxiliary are going to be everywhere again. Aren't True. They? I'm you just I'm, I must admit I'm just a little bit sad that they're going now when it feels like we're so close to it. You know what I mean? We're only a couple of well, months away. We are. We are. Bit... We're, we're at least a couple of years away, dude, aren't we? Uh, fair point. I guess. Well, I'm just you know, 
I love the models. That's the bottom line. I'm just sad they're going. I just have no chance to yeah, get but it. Yeah, but he, he, he's an old fucking, like, I know that he's part of a, a different campaign that's pre-Terra, so. Hmm. And I own two, so I'm not equally sad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Only two, I, huh? I think that, Damn it. I, I think that we will see the re-release of the medics maybe like in a smaller pack. Yeah, yeah, as just the medic or something. Yeah, because yeah. that that was that would be original, good. wasn't it? Yeah, that because was... that was one of the things that annoyed me that you had to buy that fucking character mm. with that gunnery mm. all the time just to get medics. Mm. Yeah, hence why I have two. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was two two sculptors as well, wasn't it? Because um, the guy who did the original solo range, Edgar, he mm. did the medics. Uh, and then he left the company uh, yeah. to go to go back home, and someone else came in and I think did the gurney with the the dude on it, as far as I can remember. Mm. Um, so yeah, perhaps perhaps we'll get just get the medics or something. But I then you see the the, the, sorry, the, the the decal sheets. That that's the big surprise for me is the decal sheet mm. going. Um, just simply like... because it can't take up that much room, right? I get if if shit's not shifting, then you get rid. You yeah. know, there's there's only there's only so, you know, saying people saying how much they love the range doesn't pay the bills, right? True. You know, you yeah. need people to buy the fucking models, but decals that that really, really surprised me. Because they they should just be able to print those shit up. On, you just thought so, yeah. Mm. Like, you know. I think and, what and surprises me is the sorry. I was gonna say what surprises me is that it's the it's the character series model that's gone. Even if it is the medics, mm. um, I'm surprised that that that's that's gone. More than anything, um, yeah. but, but I, I think yeah. that it, it, it was a silly, like that character series. Like of all the character series, that one was the most silly package. Didn't need, didn't need to be a character Fair series point. thing, did it? No, no. Like he, they sh- probably they'll bring him back just separately mm-hmm. as an individual character, and then and they get like the medic probably resculpted, and then have like just you, you buy three medics. Because yeah. like militia and select, they get they come in pair of threes, so they mm. just do like a blister with three of them. Yeah, so exactly. I don't I don't think it's it's going to be that bad for that for those yeah. as we think. Mm. Oh, like I said, it was just as just literally on my end, I was just surprised at that. Um, specifically the character series. I mean, I get the points you're making. I'm not not no arguments there whatsoever. I mean, it does actually what you're saying make sense. Uh, I was just surprised that that they did that and not sort of just simply release. Medics separate, uh, make new new sculpts and release the medics se- re- release the set of medics separately. But again, it's just a just a surprise on my part more than anything else. However, I am very happy that you can still get the ta- the uh, tactical command squad because that is a gorgeous set of miniatures. Oh my god, the 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 solar command squad. Thing. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, like uh, is... now, I, I'm I'm not like like most people, right? I think I think forge world pricing is a bit disgraceful sometimes mm-hmm. uh, or a lot of the time but that kit if you break it down those miniatures are worth a tenner each like yeah. they are the commander um, alone is worth 20 sculpts oh <laughs> dude they're such yeah exactly they're, they're individuals that are worth more like it, it's uh, incredible incredible kit and I, like i'm doing up a few for um for necromunda mm. uh well necromunda and 30k just npc people mm. You know they've they've got Road Trader like written all over them. Oh yeah, those guys. I mean, so I've, I've been looking at them as um, sort of a, a command squad for my militia when I get round to them eventually, mm. and just doing a head swap on them. Even though I love the heads, I've got a theme for my my army that I want to keep with. So just a head swap, 
beautifully yeah. done, yeah. and they're gorgeous. I mean, it's just oh, they're such stunning models. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the range now. It's a yeah, me phenomenal <laughs> looking range, isn't it? But the the thing is, man, like, it, it, how do you expect someone to have an army of that? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's they a big insane. fucking investment, man. Not just not just money, but time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like, it's huge. Sorry, what was that grumble there, Freddie? No, I said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to say though, I haven't glued my command squad together because the the one thing that annoys me is that I'm waiting for this weapon upgrade pack because you get one each of those special weapons. All oh, right, okay, yeah. So so yeah. one of the grenade launchers, one of the melters, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the guy with the binocular and shit. Like uh, I actually have it in my in in my moving box behind me. Because I was planning to to first bring Solar Ox for uh, Adepticon, but then obviously JP bullied me to its militia or nothing. <laughs> bullied. You sound so whipped there, Freddy. Uh, you, you, you were Team Flak Jacket the whole way, man. Don't give us that. That's yeah, these, these humans are far too well armoured yeah. and trained. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I do love the, um, the uh, storm section with power axes, though. I mean, that yeah. just... Oh, such gorgeous models! Like, the fire, like, yeah, the fire. They're basically, in my mind, I want to do them as uh, Sadokar from oh, uh, yeah, yeah, June. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they nice look idea. brutal, and I love the thought of it. Yeah, be very, very. Uh, nice I, I have to say, like, I, I think I, no, I actually own every single type of model in that range, and yeah, it's yeah. just the, the thing is, like, even even after I've done the like uh, painting courses and shit. It feels like I'm still painting them, and I can't do justice to all the details that are on mm. each every single model. Mm. It's just like they are so gorgeous, and I just, I just, I just want to stab myself mm. that I can't pay, that I can't give them the fucking level of skills that they deserve. Like they, each single model needs to be painted kind of masterclass standard because they deserve it. Because every single model is so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem, isn't it? Is individually they do, but that's that's yeah. not how you paint an army, right? No. Um, yeah, it's a Unless, tough one, man. It's a uh, tough one. Yeah. But I love them. Like. Yeah. Like seriously, it's the it's the coolest thing that has ever come out of the heresy, and I'm a big fucking legions player. So. Yeah, I think that's go. that's a good shout, man. Like mm. I, it's 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 properly original. Well, as original as anything can be. True. Um, and I, I really like. The design, I like how they've carried the design aesthetic through. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they're beginning to be written into the books, mm-hmm. the novels and stuff. It's it's just, I think because for ages everyone's like, oh, are we going to get Imperial Army? Are we going to get Imperial Army? And then they're like, no, you're going to get this. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, um, and they they they're unique enough to stand out, and that's the that's what I love about them. And they're um, just yeah. ballsy motherfuckers, aren't they? Oh, like yeah. there's that there's that brilliant. Oh, is it? Is it part of the Kalth conflict? The, there's a little short story about a bunch of them defending a, a space station from. Oh no, no, that's, uh, is it, or is that's it? fucking it's book four. It's from book four when they four. they actually stand down fucking Horus. It's just so good. Like, like, they know they're like, gonna die, but it's like fuck you. They give zero yeah. shits. They're like yeah. fuck you. you, like, you like, it, this this is what we do. This is where we draw the line. Yeah. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> We're taking this. Do a solar army now. Yeah, but, I know, right? Like, it's so fucking... hard not to want to do that. Just, the, just the bank the, balance says no. 
the thing that impresses me the most is that if you take you, you hold one of those miniatures and look at it, and me being old as fuck, it's like the amount of fucking nostalgia and rogue trader esque yeah. stuff yeah. that they pressed into one single fucking one. Yeah. Like the little fucking spinny coggy wheels for the rebreeders. And oh, like, the breathing apparatus. Like, oh my fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. Who, who yeah. fucking thinks of these? It's, it's yeah. like every single piece I mean, just, just fits in and I'm it, looking it just at the makes me guys. hard and moist. And, oh. The comms guys shame, with uh, the helmets up and stuff. That's just... Oh, it is the a shame. is amazing. It's a shame that dude left, man. He was, uh, he was a really good sculptor. He did a lot of the um, old uh, Warhammer um, Tamakon stuff. He did a lot of that as well. Like he was that that guy was he was shit hot man. Yeah, but they do they do I do love the fact they got this Sardaukar Fremen kind of cross with like the suit underneath the armor plating and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know I lo- I mean I, I'm I just love the I love the power axes I really do I just like the fact that it's like yep this is what we're carrying we are carrying we got some grenades. And we got our, our, you know, rebreathers, and basically we're just going to swing giant fucking axes at people and try and kill them. And it's just like you've got to be just, you're, yeah. <laughs> just well, the level like, correct, of, correct. Like I, I enjoy the background. That's probably my fave bit of the whole hobby. But have perhaps lapsed a little in recent months, like going back and rereading things. But as I understand it, right, the 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 army, as it were, the the what in what in forty first millennium is the imperial guard, right? Mm-hmm. Effectively, during Harris or dur- during the Great Crusade, that was Marines, wasn't it? That was Space Marines. They were the grunts, right? They were the hundreds yeah. of thousands of dudes, right? Were the Solar meant to be a more um, not spec ops, but do, do you know what I mean? Like their their role oh, well, was never well, to be they, the bodies, they, was it? Well, they were the human equivalents of the Marines because they were stationed on space stations and yeah. ships. They were like excellent in so much else, like because they they originated at the Jupiter moons, I think. Yeah, right. Sounds about right. Um, like it's been a while since. Book four is my favorite book. I'm looking at it now, and I'm, go- I'm literally going to pick it up after we finish recording and start reading again. <laughs> now we've been talking about it. Has there been an episode in the last year where I haven't been giving a shout-out to fucking book four? Uh, <laughs> I, I think if there has we if there has been one we failed in ourselves because that book is just yeah out. probably <laughs> forgot to record it or something yeah or yeah <laughs> the button correctly or it was a third recording where we, that, we that had would be to just annoying, get through it? it well because I think like that's why they called like we did a special on this as well didn't we we did <laughs> I'm pretty yeah back back in the day and we did it with uh, Mark didn't we the Solar Orcs? I thought that was with Spencer oh yeah it was with Spencer that's right there yes. you go. Because I had to listen to you two singing, and that will never leave me. Sorry, got my mic. <laughs> the, the live technical failings we have here on the Brangin Heresy Legendary. Yes, now we're used to it. Just I, 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 I try, <laughs> yeah. I try to fucking put my cock down, but you know, because we're talking solar rocks, and I imagine those cogs again. Sorry, got excited. <laughs> And knock, knocked your microphone over. And I knocked my microphone over. <laughs> it's really what's what's even worse is it is the microphone's hanging from the ceiling about three feet above his head. But you know he wouldn't want to be that yeah. obvious. No, but but that's the the reason why they called like the solar pattern is because of all that mm. 
jazz with the Jupiter moons and how it was like a, decided to be a solar pattern that was copied by everyone else. Oh, yeah. and, and, awesome. the, and spoiler alert for people that read like Praetorian of Dorn and shit, uh, there's a uh, a lot of fucking solar rocks actually in there. Yeah, and, and when, they, you, when have... they go through the defenses and shit. But yeah, what what was in, I thought was interesting there is they the the yeah how to do this without spoilers the uh, main solar auxilia uh, group that are in the book share a name with one of the legion's original uh, names as well don't they the salamanders yeah. Um, yeah. and I thought that was quite interesting like is there meant to be a link there was that you know I because you can't I, I can't think it was lazy simply because it was John French, right? And one, the, the dude's shit hot anyway, but two, he wrote a lot of the, the Black Book background as well. Yeah, um, and so he's I, usually on top of fucking every, like yeah, being man. drunk drunk and had like a long conversation on the weekend with him. Yeah. He, he's, he's on top of shit yeah. that I keep getting confused about. So. so I thought that was pretty cool, man. Like maybe you could explore that with other solar groups. You know, w- w- were they... Because it was Saturnine Rams, wasn't it? That's, I have, I've yeah. I've misremembered yeah. this. Yeah, I wonder if it's happened with any of the others that perhaps, you know, for whatever reason, you're the ones that don't make it through to become legionaries, they're actually drafting, you know, so there's still a sort of uh, uh, homeworld um, military force based around those original sort of Terran uh, enclaves and stuff. It's pretty cool, man. Like, Dude, sorry, the amount, the I didn't amount of, that very well. Sorry, the amount, the amount of hobby and gold you're throwing out now for this evening has just been—it's just growing exponential, man. It really is. Well, it's okay. Uh, None of us will actually do anything about it. So it's all true. Easy. We can talk the shit. It's free, out of it, it's which free is the to talk part. about it. <laughs> we'll just talk the shit out of it, which is the important part. <laughs> Speaking of which, because we do need to get onto our main topic very, very soon, but I do want to talk about two things that we have uh, seen coming up and that is the alpha legion goodies that are coming mm. which are the uh Lemayan terminators uh are Alpharius. and alpharius himself um so where do we want to start terminators or the big boy where do we want to start uh trying to get some photos up because it's great uh, isn't it like why am a community doing these leaks and stuff but it means that <laughs> new stuff isn't on the new bit and Community, you have to know. dig for it, and it's uh, yeah, you, know. you do, don't you? For fuck's sake, I'm 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 almost a millennial. Like I can't, I haven't got the attention span. Like, dear God, why is it not uh, just automatically uploaded into my retinas right now? I want to know about that pearl on Alpharius, like in his forehead. Yeah. Oh, you mean he's the soul stone from the Infinity Wars? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that about? I don't know. It's just may- maybe that's the way he identifies himself. Is like, look, I've got a glowing stone in my head. I tell you what, I've not. I've, I'm, I'm just searching for him, the images now, and it's brought up the uh, unpainted version of him mm. uh, that we saw at the Weekender. Yeah. And actually, the, it's not obviously a gem in the unpainted one. If you look at it, that could quite easily be painted as trim. Yeah. Now, where's the painted photo I'm looking at it now it's just this one it just is a I'm I'm sorry to say a horrible focal point it just stands out like he's literally got a zit that needs popping on his forehead it's angry it's red it's got this little sort of yellowy white tip on it and it just looks somebody needs to go up with a pair of pair of lightning claws and go squish and get rid of it that's revolting Uh, yeah it is but I thought I'd share it um but other than that, I think the model's beautiful. Uh, the only 
the only point I, I would I would sort of say I have a thing with would be the he seems a little over embellished. Um, why do, Why do you think that? So because th- you're, you're about to trigger me massively now. So I so think he's a I think he's in. strapping right. I think he's a beautiful <laughs> model. I love it as it stands. It's just for something about Alpharius and Omega from everything I read, they blend. You know, they okay. blend within their within all of their people. They blend. Um, and to a fair point, he does. He's got okay. He's got a little bit more scaling on the miniature than you see on a lot of the other stuff. That's fine. That's cool. There's a little bit more thing. But then you look at like his backpack, for example, with the giant hydra heads on the back of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. That just steps out a little bit for me. And that's not to say that there isn't going to be a point in the story somewhere where this is how he looks. And I look forward to that because I like lo- I like look forward to seeing him actually not well, always be the sneaky <coughs> bastard. Spoilers. What's yeah. the spoilers? Uh, Praetorian of Dorne. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but then just don't forget to magnetise his head. Um, but uh, other than Because that, he's not got a helmet on on the front cover, you mean? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Um, but uh, no, I just think it, it, it feels a little too over-embellished in that respect. All Otherwise, right. the modelling of itself, I think, is gorgeous. I really yeah, do. Can we, I can we argue now? Yes. So it's a great, it's a Feel it's free. a good sculpt. It's a good paint job. Uh, good job, for job. Well done. So, the in book three we got. Uh, I think book three was when we first started to see those awesome um, profile uh, pencil style drawings of characters. It was either book two or book three. I can't I can't remember it being in definitely in three. Um, and in that we've got pictures of uh, Dina and we or Dinah and we've got pictures of Alpharius and Alpharius is looks very very similar right in that drawing so that's that's been established uh or an established uh, look of alpharius for what three years four years now something like that okay so now the bit that always triggers me and i i wish i'd done my homework for this because <laughs> i don't want to get things wrong when i get across about them but the i think a lot yeah i accept a lot of the time alpharius and particularly omegon uh, it's written about how they do uh, can be disguised to look very similar to the other legionaries. You know, it's 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 mentioned many many times throughout the novels and stuff that they mm-hmm. do. I think one of the things that I often hear people and I think mis um, misinterpret or or, or 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 claim that the Alpha Legion are is, is this sort of sneaky sneaky uh, stealth stealth. Yeah, would be the best word. That's, that's the Raven God, right? That's what they do. All, or say, a vast majority of the Alpha Legion's sneakiness is done long before the battle ever takes place. It's done by implanting agents. It's done by uh, affecting the political systems on planets. It's done by, you know, introducing a, a genetic virus that won't come to fruition for three generations, you know, whatever. That's their sneakiness. And it then talks about in book three that when they go to war... Hmm. It's very often done incredibly ostentatiously. They, they apply far too much force than is actually needed. You know, and that's what fucked off uh, Gilliman, wasn't it? Or one of the things that fucked off Gilliman about it. <laughs> so I think the idea that when they've decided to go to war and when there is no need to be sneaky, mm. then they do really go for the whole embellishment and, and uh, true sort of Greek-style heroes 
your villains have it however you want to look at it going towards mm. and they've got they've got a stealth division haven't they they've got the Ifrit section mm-hmm. which True. are there for for effectively raven guard shenanigans because mm. after all you know, they are all the legions anyway so they've always they've got you know all of the, all, all the different elements so i've always personally and this is a massive rant and i'm really sorry for going on it but it's, it's, it's all right mate we love it I don't, I don't have a soapbox right i do now you do now <laughs> and it's i think from when we first saw the contempt of dreadnought for them which i i think's right up there with the top couple of contempt models well, it's hard um, to be sneaky with a fucking... Yeah, offensive. exactly. They're, like, they don't <laughs> need to be sneaky, right? They've never... That's that's not their job. On the battlefield, it's not their job to be mm. sneaky. All that sneaking is done mm. prior. I can completely agree with what you're saying there. Um, I don't I don't disagree with anything you're saying there. I just think what I expected of Alpharis as a model, mm. I didn't expect what, what I saw in some of those areas. Like I said... Mainly the backpack is yeah. one of those that sort of sort of bit yeah, felt yeah, a bit yeah. wonky for me. It's and basically Russ's backpack, isn't it? Just with dragons, not yeah. Basically, when you look at it, um, and then you've got, like I said, then you've got the um, the the giant weird sort of gem in his forehead. Although I do want to point out, and I did mention this last time, if you do actually look at the, um, I, I hope this is some sort of like sneaky nod to the old world because I really do. The whoever sculpted this. Had was a an old um, high elf fan because you've got on the cloak trim you've got like the Laurie uh, Laurie oh, guard yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. dragon coming up yeah. there and I'm just I'm just I'm hoping in and of myself that this is just some <laughs> sort of little you know stuff of the hat to that somewhere because it's it's gorgeous um, but to be fair I probably want to have that flattened off and do it with decals or freehand or something um, just because I'm I'm never a fan of embossed stuff on cloaks yes yeah cloaks is a i mean the whole model's a tough one isn't it from that Mm. point of view in that it's it 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 doesn't necessarily lend its like i i can't imagine we're going to see many alfariuses at golden demons for instance Mm. um just because the the sculpt does so much of the work for you yeah you know I, i think out of last few years you know since they switched over to doing, I believe, everything with CAD now, hmm. um, or, or a similar program. Um, it's, it, 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 I think the Alpha, the Alpha Legion stuff does lend itself really well to that. Um, I think the scaling, you know, the inset scale sections that is repeated on the um, Dynat that's repeated on the uh, Linnaeans, all this. I, I think it's really nice, and actually, from a from an army painting point of view, I, it's brilliant, right? Mm. Because so much of the work has been done for you. I think uh, they're on the seekers as well, if I remember rightly. They're special yeah, seekers. the headhunters, man. It's, That's it's, it. Yeah. I mean, so I, it was. I was well into alphas. That was that was sort of a, a, a big plan project of mine a long mm. time ago now, um, and it really it was one of the reasons that it, it, it stalled was because we got the Dreadnought and then the book and then fuck all for like best part of the year until we even got transfers and stuff but you know as as a, a range of models I, th- mm. I think they're, they're right up there man like they're right oh, for yeah. me they're right they're right up there with the original um, uh, like Empress Children models uh, mm. the Death Guard models you know I think because I'm, I'm really looking at Dynat right now and I mean the Dynat model is gorgeous I mean like I said 
don't get me wrong, I think the models are, are beautiful and I would very much like to mm. consider, or I am considering them as another force at some point. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's just a, when it comes purely to the Primark model, one or two bits about it that I'm a mm. bit iffy about. However, I would buy this model. I'm not, you know, there's nothing, there was nothing on here that just makes me go, no, don't want it. It's just a couple of things <laughs> I like, eh, if they did that a little bit differently. Just I think picking. as well, you know, you, you could always put, you know, you could put, say, Vulcan's backpack or something on him, mm. you know, or Dawn's, you know, a nice, more standard. Yeah, backpack. I mean, they're, they're, and, and you're right, that would, that would clean, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not a sculptor, the guys that are designing and sculpting things are far better than we are, mm. but, you know, I, I can see what you mean, like, Potentially, is there over embellishment? But then, in a way, that's a very, that's a very yeah. Warham- Warhammer thing, isn't it? He's over yeah. the top, you know. I, I, I think it fits a lot because I, I kind of always picture the Alpha Legions as your regular fucking cast, Jersey Shores, fucking reality show. <laughs> they do all the backstabbing, <laughs> sneaky shit, and then once they they go to their little fucking, you know, when it's down in the finals and who's gonna win. They're all fucking super flamboyant and <laughs> and up there in your face sort of thing, almost Empress Children style. Yeah, they are with their with their arrogance and shit. Friggin' Legion. But before that, they're all like fucking soap opera backstabbing shit and overcomplicated schemes with you know how to how to stay in the house or whatever. If I'm honest, you know what I really would have liked to have seen, rather than it just like we said, just sort of look like a a reworking of Russ's backpack I'd love to have just seen two heads one on each side and that would have fit for me that would have been just as interesting and would have fit the whole Alpha Omega thing as well so I, th- and I think what this really comes down to is you don't like the backpack basically yeah. <laughs> that's my only point that's it like I that's said good. we managed totally to spin that. that out for like 20 odd minutes that yeah well we managed cool. to spin about 25 minutes out of the solar auxilia <laughs> so we're doing alright so it's not too bad oh um, the solar auxilia I'm going to have to put my foot down and say right I've already caused a spin out we've caused two spin outs so far let's try and get back on some sort I of track I apologise for ranting as oh, well don't, don't apologise this, this, this is what makes great radio um, thankfully it's not television otherwise nobody would watch but Truth. that's something completely different. However, the Terminators, because we've talked about them briefly. Yes. I really, really like them. I really, really like them. Um, I'm not a fan of the conversion beamer on them, though. <laughs> but that's just... Uh, I'm, I'm completely no. opposite. The conversion really? beamer gives me a massive hard on. Really? With power axes? The conversion beamer with power axes? No, but you're Volkos. talking about game rules and shit. I'm talking about pure aesthetic here. Oh, I mean, it yeah, looks yeah, pretty. It looks yeah. pretty, don't get me wrong, but I'd probably rather put a, um, uh autocannon or something on there <laughs> just for, you know, if I was going to use it on the tabletop. But that, that's, again, personal backpacking love. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going to sell you this idea why, why it's awesome. All right, sell because it to me, it's, Freddy. Sell it all right, to me, because Freddy. these are Alpha Legions, right? Uh-huh. To have a conversion beamer... On a fucking close combat weapon skill five Terminator unit, it's overly complicated, fucking unnecessary. <laughs> so it's all down the yeah. fucking alley. So what you're saying of what is it's all in character just for being ostentatiously well, stupid. And also, is, yeah. is it you know if, if the, the alphas right? Basically, you know, as far as we're aware, they were the largest legion. The the they they were able to see. Whereas, whereas the Dark Angels were the sort of primogenitors for, for all of the legions, the Alphas got to see what worked 
right from all of it. The, the, the Dark Angels were the test bed. The Alphas are effectively the refined, perfected versions of all the Legions. Oh, this, wait, this, wait, wait. This is how no, I, no, 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 how I about understand third Legion here. No, uh, how I understand this. So, and the only, the only Primarch I believe we know that Alpharis was remotely close to was, was the Lion. Right. So, the, are the Linnaeans not a nod to the Dark Angels? And in the sense of it's old tech, they've got Volkites, they've got conversion beamers, they're in tarted up cataphractii. You know, what, what are the Dark Angels really renowned for? Well, the, their phenomenal Terminator sort of uh, divisions and all this. The Dreadwing and stuff. Yeah, is, is that not, not where this is, this is coming in as well? Is it, you know, in, in the sense of. This this is a nod to that. I, I don't know. Um, like it's... I I have a fluff question for you too. Uh huh. Oh god. Right. Yeah. Do we know anything about the Dark Angels fighting the Alpha Legions during the horror series? Fighting? I don't. I, I know it's mentioned that the Lion and like I think it's it's in when they're you know that brilliant page where they talk about Alpharus's origins. Yeah. And all of the stories end with but this is a lie. But this is a lie. I know, I know, but... Within that, it talks about him and the lion, like him being recorded as having been on Caliban. Um... Yeah, no, but do we have any? Like we know. I see where you're going with this, or... Freddie. I know where you're going with this. The... You're just trying but, to you stir know, the shitless they... fence sitters, aren't you? That's the problem. <laughs> no, no, but we... no, no. I'm being serious here. I'm, I'm being curious. We we have like. You know, them fucking up the Space Wolf. Fuck it, even on the model now released, he's going to stab a Space Wolf ah, in okay. the back. And yeah. I, 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 I'm all pro then. that, obviously, stabbing Space Wolves in the back. So what but, about that bit, when they're in the in the Alaxis Nebula thing? Do they do they help the wolves out at all? Do they no. fire on the... Uh, there's going to be spoilers here. Do they, <laughs> do, they, do they fire on the alphas that are chasing the wolves? Eventually. <laughs> Eventually, once yeah. they decide who's what... Try not to give away too many spoilers, but yes, yeah, but, they do eventually. But are those dark angels though? The Luke. Well, that's dark a very. Angels. That's a very. They, they are knights of fucking Caliban. They are. They're green. Yeah. They, they are green. They're, dark angels. Yeah. They. They, they, they are, are the. They angels. are the inspiration for my third possible force. Because <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> Cause they're no, but, but but in all seriousness, do we have any? Any proper like fucking lion going like let's fuck up the like not, do we have any massive conflicts? No, not the springs to mind. Okay, uh, have you finished starting the internet war yet, Freddie? No, I mean, I was wondering like it made, <laughs> I was hoping I missed something, but now no, no. the cloud. It's the same legion anyway, man. It's it's the first and the third. It's the, the it's Janus, isn't it? It's, it's Alpha Omega. It's all all that bullshit. It's the same legion, man. It's. But it's why are there three heads on the Hydra? Yeah, exactly. It's one massive legion, right? The first yeah. and the twentieth. Fair. Fair. Okay. That's how. That's how. Book, I e- book ending things, you mean? Anyway, no, no, no. As in, it's it's the same legion. Um, yeah. oh, 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 wait. Now I remember reading some old forty k book, and they're they're chasing down this fucking yeah. That it's a, no. Wait, wait, wait. It's a, the siege of Varax. They're after this fucking Alpha Legion dude, and they don't know why. And and the whole point that the Dark Angels are coming there to help out is that they are entitled to apprehend this Alpha Legionnaire. Mm. That's the siege of siege of Varax, Rax, right. whatever it's called. And, and and they're like obsessed with capturing all these 
Alpha Legionnaires. Mm. Why? Because they don't fall on angels, and they would be yeah. because they're Alpha Legions. So, yeah. hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take us out of this 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 third tailspin that we're in right now. And All right, Freddie, you're going to we're going to open up the Skype chat then and start. Yeah, and then you, start. we can do that in a minute. You guys can write write the rave. Let's just get this thing in the bag because we. Well, we have something for day fucking three of the the camp. Oh yeah. Well, we just sit and scream at people that you know. Just they don't understand, man. No, just sit, just sit there in some comfy chairs while people take a number and yell at you how wrong you are with your Alpha Legion Dark Angels theory, and then you can yell back at them, and it'll be a great way of doing things. It'll be awesome. I look forward to Instantly, seeing it. My two favorite legions. <laughs> Very true. Um, so this is there's one more thing we want to talk about before we go on to the main part, which is why we have Henry here, and that is we have. Uh, set up and is now running this year's raffle mm. which is a big big thing and we have got big big ideas and, few, and and lots of cool stuff that we were talking about off air however the most important thing is for you guys to know all about it which is why mr freddy are you ready yeah i'm, I'm ready ready uh, freddy felt, tell everybody I, I all is I just went on a rant, but I'm yeah, but now you get to rant again. Tell everybody about this, the raffle, this year's raffle, and the raffle in general. Why are we doing it? Little stuffs. Uh, well, for people that haven't uh, been part of our, you know, podcast before or seen any any of the sort of events and stuff, what we've done each year, we're kind of uh, trying to raise money to, to find a cure to the uh, end to change muscular dystrophy or DMD, as it's most commonly known. And the last year we raffled off three night houses. The year before we raffled off uh, a warhammer. We were trying to raise money for research and stuff. And and our goal has been like ten thousand US dollars each year. And we have actually managed to reach all those goals every single year. And that's a big shout out and thank you to you guys in the community because you know without you guys buying raffle tickets or supporting in any kind of way that you you've done with the raffle, like spreading mouth of words or just donating prices for to be raffle off and stuff like it's it's it is purely community driven and you know it, it's so cool to see it's a it's a personal thing you and me like you can go back heaps of episode and and hear me talk about it and i i, I know that we're going to do a rap, raffle specific episode yes we are you know yes we're we gonna are. need to because <laughs> we're going to need to but the main focus of this year's raffle is that is that, well, last year, you know, first year we started with the Warlord, it was just out kind of from Portugal, it was a big thing. Uh, we tried to top that with three fully painted night houses with every single fucking night there was. And then now we kind of took that one step level and we're going to do a Titan Manipal. Aren't we just? Isn't that right, Jody? Yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes, well, it is. You, you are. But... <laughs> Apparently, I, I am building and painting a. a which is going to be like the third Titan Manipal I do this year, if we count all the commissions I'm working on. Um, but yes, there you go. we are. And we, we've you got get your own servo skull, then, after you've done Oh, I think I'm going to need one just to make it through. Um, Very own handjobs, though. That, oh, mate, that would, that would solve jobs. all my, pro, all my uh, social life problems these days. That would be amazing. Um, but yes, we are. And so there will be a Warlord and two Reaver Titans. With that is correct. All Fully the bells and whistles, 
all the fun things and potentially some other surprises as well depending on how uh, creative or psychotic I get well, during the building process yeah, yeah just like last raffle like we will increase uh, the price draw as people donate and stuff we this is just we're about to launch this obviously normally we do the official launch when we do the telethon you mean with launch the right? we're, not, we're not hosting launch. a lunch this time are we Man, I have had a couple of litres of beers. <laughs> this is why I'm checking. I'm, I'm doing the sanity checking just in case I'm getting roped into cooking shit because then we're not going to raise any money. We'll just kill people. But <laughs> And also I'm a big peckish. But yeah. But anyway, mm, uh, so, so so far we have, we, besides the three titans that we're going to refer out, we have uh, the, the Slaves of Darkness book. The re-release, the Chaos book that uh, Games Workshop did. Uh, we have that signed by the entire Forge World uh, 30K design studio with whatever they've done, like if they painted, designed models, designed rules, whatever. They've signed it, and we also have uh, the Black Library authors have signed it as well. So we're going to raffle that off. It's going to be like a massive fucking gem because it's who is who in fucking 30K. Uh, and then we have some other books and bits and pieces and, you know, so it, it will keep keep on growing, whatever we're going to raffle off. And and just like last year, we're going to do hold the raffle at Scandus, or formerly known as Scandus, which is going to be the Siege of Bunsantin this year. It's the name of the event. But it it, it will be the first weekend of October. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, keep keep tuned. And, and the same, we're going to do the same concept as last time. We're going to have the same... Uh, link I've, I've talked to the parental project which is, are the one that places the, the like all the money goes straight to them and they places the fund into different uh, research portfolios which you can see on their homepage and stuff so all we do is we get a, a hosting page on their their website and we don't have to deal with any of the money or whatever uh, we just I just get an email for each donation and then uh, you basically get a ticket entry into the raffle just like we've done last year and the year before that so and what's the price of a ticket freddie for the uh, uh, what what, what uh, price gets you a ticket to the raffle i should say uh it's uh 35 us mm-hmm. so we haven't changed any any of the up like the 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 things that we've done in the past so it's all the same 35 years for a ticket and basically basically you can go in you can go back and buy more tickets whenever you want to or you Every every kind of it's like if you donate seventy dollars, that's two tickets and so on and so on. So yeah, and you could and we've had some fantastic stuff done over the last couple of years um, with gaming clubs running events and their entry fees have then been donated. Um, with you know people doing, uh, I mean John Stanford last year, absolute legend. Um, there's no other way of putting it. We had our second. And what will probably be an ongoing annual telethon, and John was an absolute star by basically matching dollar for dollar everything that was raised during that telethon, um, which made a massive dent in the uh, in the um, sort of intake for the raffle, which was just superb yeah. and quite quite rightly so. John actually ended up with a warhound out of that because um, he won one of well, the prizes. The, the amount of fucking tickets he had in the end. Exactly. Think, like between. Between him and the like, the money we raised during that telethon, that was like half of the goal already done yeah. for for the entire like raffle. So, so that was we, pretty fucking amazing. And we want to we want to we achieved the raffle target um, during the week prior to um, 
the week prior to Scandalous. The first time we did it, it was done on the, literally, I think about 20 minutes before we did the draw, if I remember right, Freddie, the first time. Yeah, yeah. And then the second, the second one was um, a week before. So I would really like to see if we could beat that. But, you know, no pressure. But it would be pretty awesome if we could. That would be pretty awesome, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have the page up and running. Uh, the, the link there is an event on our Facebook page so we just go to the events section of the Varangian Heresy podcast uh, page you can see the Titan event there you can get in there all the um, all the links that you need to get into tickets to see what's going on to read up on what the event is all about um, why we're ra- we're raising money uh, will be there and I promise I promise I promise or, or hope to be you know visited by Freddie in a hot pair of pliers which is something he has promised me um, uh, there will be work in progress shots of the Titans as they go as they're built up um, and as they're painted as well and we have some yeah, well, crazy well, ass cur- plans for that they as well. are in their little fucking uh, red wine colored boxes in my garage of my new house which Hopefully awesome. we don't have a break-in because I'm not living there right now. So. so, yeah, you really shouldn't have given that away. But, hey, if there's an industrious heresy player who goes and does that, we'll hunt you down and get you anyway. So it's fine. Um, it's all good. Just like to say that. Uh, but that is the Titan Raffle. And that's, that's one of the two uh, the, the big pieces of news. And then unless there's anything else we need to add into the news section, I think we need to take a quick break and go on to the second big piece of news, which is all when we talk all about the hobby camp that is coming up in August with the lovely Cult of Paint, which is why we have the majestic Henry Steele here. Well, it's a bonus reason why we have Mr. Henry Steele here, because he's just got a beautiful voice and we love talking to him. So, you know, we win all around. So, gents, have you got anything else you want to add on? Before we uh, disappear out to some music? No, this raffle thing is going to be immense. I can't wait to see what... I think it really does show the very best of the the heresy community, the international community. It's uh, it's a very big positive for everything involved, I think. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Freddie, anything more from you, buddy? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about Solar Auxilia. Okay, <laughs> we're going to have a quick Solar Auxilia chat while we take a break, and we'll be right back with the first of our many interviews as we talk to Mr. Henry Seal of the Cult of Paint. So we'll be right back after this. Step in. 
And we're back. And yes, we have had further Solar Orcs discussions and we have refilled our glasses so God knows where the tangents may lead. Strap in, be ready, because we're here to talk all about the Varangian Heresy Hobby Camp, which is taking place in August this year. And where's it happening, Freddie? Give us some details, mate. It is happening in a northern suburb of Stockholm, uh, in Hegvik. It's where we normally have our, uh, well, heaps of our events for our event series. And it's perfect for what we want to do. And this is part of the event series, right? This is That's true. So it very even much makes more is. sense. <laughs> very much is you part in, of the event series. You and your logic, Henry. You and your logic. Stupid logic. Shut up, logic. Yeah. Somebody has yeah. to be. Somebody has to be a, re- a recognised adult on this this podcast, and it's it's definitely you now. Yeah. Uh, Someone has to be a fucking flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not take it that far. We're not all completely nuts, you know. We're not all that that bad. Um, but yes, it is taking place. It's the eighth to the twelfth of August uh, this year, and you can find all the information out via our. Our Facebook page and the event section of our Facebook page. Uh, and most importantly, though, um, the reason we have Mr. Henry here is because he's going to talk to us about the the course and how everything's going to sort of going to be done and what we're going to be looking at. And Freddie and I will chip in as we always do with our fantastic, um, fantastically glorious and important um, um, words. I'm not sure there's much else I can say about it because I'm, I'm not sure that. There's anything more important about it than that, but yes, there'll be words from us. Words you from, and words your from, words. Yeah, uh, words from your your, your semi sponsors, and um, yeah, we'll just chat about it. So, uh, Henry, why don't you sort of give give everyone sort of an overview, and then have, let's have a chat about what's going on. Um, cool, man. Going um, yeah, so basically, we're going to come over eighth uh, to the twelfth, and we you guys obviously asked, will you run painting class part of the event series? We're like, fuck yeah, Sweden's awesome. Um, so we're coming over and we are going to do effectively two classes mm-hmm. uh, and they're from our army painting uh, set, a block of classes that we do uh, that we've done over over here in the UK and we'll be doing in uh, the States and Oz and, and various other places later in the year. Um, the two bits we're going to be doing is army painting vehicles and we'll be doing army painting infantry. Uh, two days on the vehicles, then we'll have a day off in the middle uh, and then we'll have two days on infantry uh, and the two classes will have a, a relatively similar format in that the majority of day one for each class is going to be airbrushing focused uh, so across the two classes obviously we're going to go from literally taking your airbrush out of the box what the fuck is it uh, how do you set it up how do you put paint in it why do you use an airbrush? What do you use it for? Uh, what are good airbrushes? What are shit airbrushes? All those sorts of things. Uh, right the way through to how you can use the airbrush appropriately on your models, whether that's on a, a large vehicle or whether that's on a small uh, infantry model, where we will cover where it's appropriate and where it's helpful to use an airbrush. Uh, and then day two, uh, we will go much more into the, de- I suppose the detailing stage, you might as well call it, where we'll cover using all sorts of different products uh we'll look at doing lots of time on, on things like battle damage and weathering uh things like the, the fun that the stuff that i suppose people often associate with with 30k modeling certainly um a lot of that real sort of gritty grungy uh finish to the models uh so that's sort of the broad 
overview of the two of the, the, the two classes. Uh, for vehicles, we would like people to bring a Rhino if it's their first class, uh, preferably a Demos pattern, which is the four-door one, just because it's uh, got lots of interesting shapes on to use. Um, we are, however, happy for you to bring different vehicles. For instance, I don't know if you, if you were doing a, a Solar Auxiliar Army and you wanted to bring an Aurox, then bring an Aurox. If you're not not going to use a, a, a Rhino, that's fine. Um, you know, if, you, if you're going to do uh, a Militia Army and you're going to be cool and decide that it's perfectly legit to use things like Chimeras and stuff, and what you want to do is run 5th edition Guard Codex, then that's perfectly cool. Bring a Chimera and do it. Um so there's, there's but, a little bit but, of flexibility but, there. You know, everyone's going to ask you, what about a fucking termite? Yeah, I know that. And, and perhaps we'll uh, put, put, it, put it this way. There will be much more to learn painting a Demos Rhino than there would be painting a termite. And by the end of the two days of having painted the Rhino, you will be completely confident of going away and producing like i'm looking on the forger website now i'm not exaggerating you will go away from that those two days working on that rhino and you would feel confident about understanding how they have painted that termite on there and you could have a go at recreating it certainly um you know there's there's no there's no voodoo you know there's no magic with any of this it's 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 techniques that have been around for donkey's years you know we're just hopefully going to help people's confidence uh you know show them stuff that perhaps they've read in books and they're not quite sure what the terminology means we'll show them what that means why you'd use it why you do that on a model at what stage you do that things like that so what we don't want is at the end of it for you to only know how to paint a rhino pink and only know how to paint a mark four marine yellow or whatever we want you to go away with a, a huge new sort of uh, toolbox of skills uh, that, that you can apply to a, a vast range of, 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 of models and not, not just 30k stuff you know um, certainly any games that, that use a lot of uh, mechanical stuff you know you, you're, you know your, your battle tech or um, infinity uh, the world war 2 stuff what's it called bolt action and things it's all it's all applicable skills I was going to say I was actually going to say war machine but that would involve painting um, and then I almost said 40k, but it's, same, same yeah, old, same not, old. Not to go off on a tangent. Uh, no, 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 I suppose it's <laughs> worth saying we are we are doing this as a heresy thing because you guys are a heresy podcast and it's part of your series. Um, but we do. Uh, this is the only class that we are doing. Oh no, that and heresy camp in America that are entirely 30k, as it were. Um, so it's uh, it'll be fun. Everybody there is going to be very much on the same page um, yeah and I have to say um, I mean both Freddie and I have taken part in a course that teaches this mm. and you were obviously one of the teachers of that course uh, when you were out here last year and mm. that th I, I can't say enough how much what you've just said is exactly exactly it I mean you go in there going I, I may have used an airbrush before God knows if I'm pointing it in the right direction I mean I 
found out very quickly that where I was setting up my PSI was oh probably twice what I needed and that might have been explaining why I was running out of paint so quickly <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that so, so the little sort of yeah. things that you, you you kind of the tweaks you maybe need to know or if you've never done it before totally I mean there are a couple of guys who've never touched an airbrush before yeah so re- regularly I, I would say almost every single class that we do for the army paying whether it's infantry or vehicles there will be someone who will turn up that has literally never airbrushed before and there will inevitably someone who has maybe hundreds of hours with with an airbrush. Um, there there is there is plenty of skills for both of those people to learn. Um, the other side of it is you, obviously you're going to have me there because I'm on here chatting. You're also going to have Andy Wardle. Now um, Andy Wardle is one of the top tier painters now uh, internationally. Um, certainly in the last year or two, Andy's jumped up that that next level. Um, you, you're going to have quite a unique sort of access, as it were, to him and, and to, to us across these five days as well. We're not just going to be turning up, teaching you things and fucking off. You know, we're we're there to be part of this five-day sort of event. Um, you know, we will be there in the evenings after the classes. We will be there on the the middle day to do stuff. So if you've got other projects that you're working on that you'd like to get some advice on or you just want to show off, then, you know, we definitely encourage people to be bringing them along too. Um, we're also going to be doing some things for the guys that may have attended classes before. Uh, I've, we've, we've put a little info pack up for them about uh, some additional things that they can, that we will cover for those guys. Um, if if they want it, um, but I would be very surprised if we don't get at least a handful of those guys just redoing the course, um, because you know for whatever reason sometimes people, you know they go off the hobby boil or they're unable to do stuff and they will come back and and treat it as a refresher, uh, kind of thing. So it's uh, it, it should be a very uh, it should be very very fun five days, man. Yeah, I mean uh, we're, we're certainly very excited about it. Oh yeah, and so are we. I mean, again, like I said, we, you know, we've we've been through uh, this sort of learning process before, and I mean, I've, I've started a commission painting service off the back of it, yeah. and yeah. you know, Freddie and I both knocked out two night households off the back of it, mm. and not not something that we, you know, not not show, you know, to your own horn yeah. too much, but they came out pretty nicely, and again, it's not it like you say, it's just. You learn the language, I think is a good way yeah. of putting it. You learn the language of the painting manuals and the, the YouTube videos and that sort of stuff. And you learn it in a, in a, a like a, I think controlled environment is a nice way of putting it. Yeah, it is a controlled, it's a safe space, I suppose, isn't it? Well, I was trying to avoid the millennial talk, but yeah. Oh, is that millennial talk? Kind of, I think it is. But yeah, the point is, is, is we are, that's, that's a good, uh, Q actually, I mean, we, this isn't some massive class. We're not packing it to the rafters here. You know, you're, you're not going to get a couple of demos from us and that's it. Me and Andy are there all day with you. We're there to help you understand stuff. We're there to help you progress. Um, we do this because we really enjoy seeing people learning and and getting better at painting or getting better, just getting more confident around the whole idea of painting um you know that's exciting for us to see uh so you know you, you're gonna have when you're sat there and you you've just watched a demo and you go back and you try stuff and you think oh fuck it what do i do now 
well, you just shout, uh, Henry, what did you say on that bit? You know, we're there um, to, to, to do those things. You know, we will be walking around, peering over your shoulders, telling you, what the fuck are you doing? What did I tell you to do? I didn't say use your thumb. <laughs> slam, slam the table, launch your rhino across the room, things like that. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's what we're there to do. Yeah, um, I, I remember. I remember the hand between the two tables and how long that took to soak in. So yeah, it's all yeah. good. You learn yeah, quickly. Exactly. You learn quickly. Some, but, like, some, some, some Gordon Ramsay style. Stick, and yeah. Some people need carrot, and we will we will adjust accordingly. And you are happy to swing the stick. That that is most definitely. Yeah, but that's the that's the, the after hours stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, and and we are very keen uh, to, as I said uh, a minute ago, to embrace the the event side of it. Um, we, we have a lot of people who come to the classes now who, for them, the hobby is reading the books and reproducing miniatures which they can picture in their head when they re- read the books. It's not, you know, they might game a handful of times a year, but, you know, for, but for them, the hobby is the, the creativity and the, the reading the books. They use these painting weekends like other people use uh, gaming weekends. Nice. You know, it, it's, it's as much about building this community uh, as it is about learning as it was as it is about going on a class um, you know that we, we're very it's incredibly exciting right if you if you look at how the the gaming scene has grown over the last I don't know seven eight years something like that you know it sort of coincided when when podcasts really kicked off and and there's just more and more events and and now if we go into our niche uh, heresy hobby uh, at the minute you know you, you've got events multiple events every month now uh, in, internationally hmm. which is amazing um, you've got this community growing around gaming and what we're really keen to do is to try and support the painting scene to, to complement that to, 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 to run alongside that sometimes separately sometimes with it um, and really give give that sense of community to the guys that perhaps either don't want to go to these gaming events they're a little bit intimidated you know maybe they come along to a painting one meet someone else like-minded go off start playing a few games they go oh should we go to this narrative event over in Sweden yeah fuck it go on we, we met the guys on the class let's let's go over and do it and that's how you're going to keep bringing fresh people into the scene you know getting the scene becoming more interesting self-sustaining Mm. Um, so that's it's you know that's that's why we're doing it. That's that, that's the honest reason. Um, yeah. Is, is we yeah. get a kick uh, out of uh, it. Uh, I think most people keep forgetting because they get so focused about like uh, you know narrative events or fucking event series going on here or tournaments or whatever. Uh, but actually painting and modeling and doing the bits with your little toy soldiers. Yeah. It's it is so much more like if, if imagine the amount of time that I like you say Adepticon the amount of time I, I wasted I was about to say <laughs> invested was, was invested <laughs> invested in painting my fucking uh, Steel Legion dudes uh, compared to the amount of days I gamed obviously it's like seventy percent hobby thirty percent gaming so yeah. Yeah. so I think that it. Just uh, having a hobby event where you paint and stuff, it, 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 it amazes me that it's not actually bigger than there yeah. is gaming events yeah. because it, it takes up so much time of all our all of us that actually do this hobby. Like when we play with our mates or whatever, even there, like we paint 
whatever units we're going to bring and have that one game night with our friends. So we waste like an entire week painting this one <laughs> unit of destroyers to play the one night with us. Gets killed, yeah. turn one, goes back in the box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so, so it's, it, it, it's another thing when I, when I tell people, like, if you want to invest your money in anything, this is where you invest your money because you spend the most of your amount of time in your hobby creating lists, painting your miniatures, yeah. converting your models compared to gaming. Yeah. And no and one can argue against that. Exactly. And, and again, that's why we we have various sort of sets or, or trees of, of classes. And this is very specifically army painting classes. We're going to teach you how to paint a sizable force, but hopefully paint it to a higher standard than perhaps you felt capable or confident of doing before. Um, you know, the, the dream is really is to is to raise what's what's thought of as tabletop standard hmm. um, be, because that, that can only be a good thing. And that's not so you can sit in some fucking painting ivory tower and, and feel superior and do all the rest of it. No, it's nonsense. It's so that you can feel confident and sort of proud of what you put on the board and so that you can feel inspired by what someone else has done. Um, you know, you, we're not talking about playing with Golden Demon winning models here that isn't to say that we won't be teaching you techniques that if you want to have a go at commission uh commissions competition <laughs> painting sorry if you want to have a go at competition painting if you if you want to if you really really go do you know what fuck it i don't care if i come last in this tournament or i don't care if i get my shit pushed in all of this event i want to get nominated for best army or or, or you know win best army we will show you all of the techniques that you need to be able to achieve that it's then down to you to practice them to refine them uh, and and to actually do them yeah yeah um, and, yeah. and, and to attest to that I, I can say like uh, going back to my adepticon fucking militia army uh, so I, I I painted that army and I was so stressed out and I and in my eyes I did not finish it because I was missing uh, you know lenses. Mm-hmm. detail lenses because all the fucking sea legions has lenses and I realized that I'm not going to be able to do the lenses <laughs> to the standards that I want to to be able to finish this army before if I had to leave to Chicago and I had to cut away heaps of like the the extra detailing of weatherings and stuff that I normally would do because there's a militia it's, it's, it's fucking a lot but I, I, I still got uh, what would be the equivalent of a finder spin for Golden Demon for the army parade for mm. my army and mm. in my in my personal eyes I was like I felt you know shame like JP would say I go in the box of fucking shame yeah. because because for me it was just purely almost tabletop standard mm-hmm. of my new standard <laughs> yeah back in the day they would be like oh that would be the best thing I've ever done but right now, uh, but and that just goes to show show how I've grown in my skill level compared to like you know one one year ago yeah. when I didn't have these skills. And that's what you do. Let's be fair. That's what you do when you do stuff like that. You you grow as a painter. That's it's that yeah. simple. You grow as a hobbyist, and that yeah, I think do. that's the best thing. I yeah. mean, one thing. I mean, just I just want to shout out what was a couple of things that came off the 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 one the course that Freddie and I were part of. Mm. I mean, not only. Do you? And I will say this: you have to be ready for the fact that you are going to end up wanting to repaint your entire army. 
I'm saying yes. this. Oh, 100%. Pure... Get, get, get those photos done and get it on eBay ready to go. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or realize that, yes, you are going to strip it and repaint it. Because I said, no, 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 no. And it happened. Yeah. Um, secondly, just how freaking awesome the 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 conversation and everything that you get as part of it just having fun talking to fellow hobbyists yeah. and generally just shooting the shit and having some fun and you know i i, I said this the last time we recorded because i think it's quite funny um poor emery who is coming back this year i'm so happy to see that fantastic um he flew all the way from the US, first sort of US participant and everything, came over to all the way to Sweden for this, which makes me smile. Poor bugger got his luggage lost in fucking Iceland somewhere um, and flew down and then literally everybody just rallied around and had him covered. And, you know, he was so into it when his stuff finally arrived, he monstered out and literally repainted his own rhino in the space of time that we all were like, yeah, let's just go blow stuff up. Um, Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Like it, it, we sort of joked about it being a safe space and stuff, but I am militant when it comes to the sort of inclusivity side of, of these classes. Um, th- th- this is meant to be an environment that you can come and just fucking relax and paint some toy soldiers in. Um, now, if you're very gregarious and, you know, loud and, and you love, uh, you know, a bit of, bit of banter and stuff like that, it's, I hate that word, but it's, it's, then, then there's plenty of that there. But if you're someone who's a bit more studious, if you are a bit more shy, which we have lots of in this hobby, you know, let's yeah, let's sure. not sort of be around the bush. Then you can come along and sit there and do your work, and I will keep an eye on you. Andy will keep an eye on you. And if you you know you're not feeling comfortable shouting out questions, we've we've taught hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students. You know, they're not all Freddies, they're not all Jodies, they're not all Bjorns. You know, there's there are this is, there are, this is why the world is safe. <laughs> you know, it's 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 and 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 I think. I think possibly it can be quite intimidating. I know personally one of the reasons that I, I have yet to go to a, a gaming event is because I feel a little bit intimidated by it. I do feel a bit nervous about sort of meeting other people, making an arse of myself during the game or whatever. Um, so if you sort of do have any of that trepidation, uh, please know that this this, this class is, is very, very... We're, we're very hot on that. We're very keen for that uh, not to be a barrier to someone coming along uh, and painting, and then equally, if at the end of it you just want to disappear back into your your hobby den, and 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 I guess then then great, you know, it would have been good to have had you along anyway, sort of thing. But hopefully, what it does is those like-minded people will meet each other at the event. You know, it might mean that they meet up every couple of months to do a little paint date or whatever. You know, it's it's all that building that community. It's sort of letting people understand that painting and as freddie said painting which is for a lot of us the the major part of the time where the time goes in the hobby other than sitting on the forge world site or um you know <laughs> thinking up a million army projects um it is the painting and, and I, I know myself and i know a lot of people do it for uh mental health you know improving your mental health just de-stressing you just being creative and stuff um, so we want to sort of be supporting that. We want to to uh, to enable people to get the most out of that time that they're spending 
you know, in their in their sort of horror room, but also understand that there is a wider community of those guys out there as well that are all sat there going, oh, why can't I get this fucking shade of green right for Sons of Horus or whatever like that? You know, we, we will hopefully try and bring all of those people together in this dungeon or whatever it is in the middle of fucking Stockholm. Yeah, well, there, there's more people <laughs> like you. Fun. There's more people like you around than you think there is. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. I think I think it's kind of funny because then what I'd like to touch actually talk about is the sort of the the day off that we have, which <laughs> is the day between um, part one and, and part two of the of the course. And so before you go on to that, dude, that oh. just one times really super quick uh, most it. of the days are going to run around sort of nine till six ish in the evening nine till seven something like that so we will have we will have time in the evenings to chill out as well don't worry we're not going to ride you like 24 7 no i'm not going to ride you like you, the yoda on I'm the... i'll ride more than 24 7 but other than you, that yeah. you promised me yeah. <laughs> oh, all right you can have a go as well well then we'll be taking uh t- taking tickets for that but hey um so let's just just talk about the wednesday because the wednesday is something that we that sort of came in from experience on your end um, yeah having the day off in between and and we're we that's where we're sort of gonna as the hosts are gonna sort of take over and we've got some plans for that and uh you know we really we want to get everybody sort of having some fun with gaming in some shape or form if possible um, I mean, if you want to sit and paint, I'm sure we'll be able to make that happen and give you that time to do that. Or if you just want to disappear off and spend a day in Stockholm, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, but, Freddie, we got some ideas of what's sort of going on? What yeah, we well, uh, we're, the quiz last year was a massive success, so we think <laughs> about uh, reinventing the quiz again. Same with the terrain building challenge. Definitely uh, got to do the terrain uh, oh, yeah. challenge. Oh, yeah. I, I personally delivered a massive fucking barbecue to the venue, so we're definitely looking at having some sort of communal barbecue night going on there as part of the quiz. Uh, normally, with our events, there will be heresy beers, you know, for self-precious costs uh, throughout the event. And uh, also, I'm thinking about like throwing down some games, not not just uh, games of the uh, 30k as we know it, but We'll make sure that we'll have some thematic games like Istvan 3 games, Ferris nice. versus um, Fulgrim. We'll have some Battle for Gothic. We'll have some Epic 30K and all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to have the uh, Rhino Destruction Derby. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and last but not least, we're thinking about doing some sort of... if For people that are my age... I'm the oldest <laughs> motherfucker here. I remember one of the early, early Games Workshop games, which uh, was kind of Car Wars or whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do, like, for everyone that's painted up their vehicles, we're going to do some sort of, like, an auction where you can buy some extra gear for your vehicles, and we'll do, like, a, a little racing track where you can do sort of a destruction derby style with your vehicles. You know, and we'll have some amazing prices for that. Do you mean Dark Future? Yeah, Dark Future. There we go. Fuck. Ah. Alright, man, mate. I'm getting That'd a bit drunk. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. It's gonna be. I mean, just, just, you know. And I have to say this: when you've done the, when you've done the, the vehicles, and you, you've sort of finished your vehicle off, you take so many pictures of it. The moment you put it onto some sort of gaming surface, mm. that's where it all clicks. I've got to be honest, because when we did it last time, when, when. Uh, <laughs> Although it was probably the cheesiest, most one-sided 
game of of you know cheddary as possible. All. Hey, I, I showed up. It was you and me, mate. You were holding one flag. I was holding the other. We were waiting for the Warmaster to show up. And we got kind of ruffle stomped. However, however, my Rhino did... I think it took like one whole point and survived the entire game where everything <laughs> else was just getting murdered yeah. around it. Because, yeah. you know, when you upgrade your painting, that's the first thing that dies. You know, or the first thing that yeah. lives. Or the only thing that lives. Everything else around it just dies out of pure shame. And it is a, it's a little extra incentive, isn't it, to try your very best to get get that model sort of finished. Um, so perhaps yeah. we perhaps we could do it later in the day on the Wednesday, give the guys oh, yeah, for the sure. chance. Because we certainly... we we make no bones about it. We don't expect people to complete their models uh, across these, these two days. Some people will get very, very close um, and, and others won't. That doesn't matter. As long as you are learning the techniques and you feel confident to go away and replicate them, that's yeah. our concern. I, I, uh, I think one of the best thing about the break day is that because it's very intense, the course, and, and you're, you're kind of getting you knuckle down and you focus on your painting your techniques trying to listen to like you guys uh, teaching you stuff and and stuff and you, you kind of look over you, you you kind of communicate with your next door neighbors on the tables mm. but on the middle day you you get to talk about everyone else and uh, and you get to share ideas and and techniques that they picked up and or little ideas because they might have asked you a question that you'd never thought about mm. or they've asked you a question that you didn't know how to ask, and then so you so you get all that around, and and then you can kind of tag team you guys and ask questions that that has popped up kind of after you done the first course because you need to assimilate this information because like the tank one is kind of you've done that and then it prepares you for the infantry one and then you have that middle day to process all the information that you learned and any questions that pops into mind because I remember that middle day I asked heaps of questions mm-hmm. that. That, that I forgot to ask because I was so focused on what I was doing. And again, we 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 want that. You know, that's why we're there. We we don't want to be leaving and people going, oh, I wish I'd asked this or I wish I'd asked that. You know, we, we are massive paint nerds. That's why we do this. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's there's no. We're never gonna go. Oh no, I don't want to talk about painting Warhammer with you. Now, let's talk about Brit Exit for God's sake. There's, there's a ti- there's a tiny caveat. I have had a bit of comms from Bjorn. Um, <laughs> so, depending on how able physically me and Andy are to to answer these questions, is a lot down to Bjorn. I'll just I'll just read the last message I got for him uh, from him. <clears throat> As we are close to Russia, I have already secured a couple of livers on the black market and a surgeon. Or maybe he was a veterinarian. So we can exchange <laughs> those at the end of the week. I told I, I swear to God, I told him I've I've been in a vet surgery, I've not been a veterinarian. I've told yeah. him I've done I've done I've, no. uh, yeah. all the pressure, man. Uh, so how 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 you know how how alive we are is is predominantly down to Bjorn. Yeah, so it's all Bjorn's fault, is what we're saying. We're getting that yes. in there already. Lay the groundwork. Lay the groundwork now. Yeah. So after we've had the the, the shenanigans that will be the, the the day off, the Wednesday, and we've had our fun and we've all done our our crazy stuff, then there's part two to move on to. There is. Um. So yeah, it's 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 uh the the infantry side of things, and one of the advantages uh people that come on this uh event 
are going to have is that you're going to be coming into your second painting class a day after you've just finished your last painting class. So you're going to be very hot. You're, you're going to be very familiar with the terminology that we're using. Um, your motor skills hopefully will have improved pretty dramatically as well just in that first thing. So it's a good chance to reinforce what you've, what you've already learned. But what we always try and get people to do when they finish the classes is say, right, I want you in the next week to go away and paint another rhino or I want you to go and do this. And the guys that do that are the guys that cement what they've learned. They're the ones that go on and produce these remarkable looking armies that you're starting to see all over the world at the minute. Um, so having that chance to, 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 to get those skills and put them in action real quick is, is wicked. Um, also, it's unlikely that we'll ever do this sort of five day extravaganza thing with, with classes in, in any other place. Um, you know, when we're going to Australia, we're, you know, for instance, later in the year, we're going to be doing a three day class which will be three days straight, a combo of, of vehicles and infantry, where we'll cover all the same things, um, but they, they will be, you know, sort of uh, come differently in the schedule, as it were. So it's quite a unique uh, situation we've got for, for Sweden this year, which is, which is pretty cool, man. Um, so for infantry, as I mentioned earlier, predominantly airbrushing on day one, uh, and then predominantly detailing on day two. Uh, for this one, we would really like people to bring either some plastic Mark Threes or plastic Mark Fours, regular dudes from the the big boxed uh, sets. Um, if you really want to bring uh, Mark Twos, because you're doing, you know, you're going to start a, a Crusader army, or you know, your you, you Mark Sixes, whatever, th then that's absolutely fine. Um, just bear in mind we recommend models for a reason you know we, we don't get kickbacks from sales of mark 4 plastic marines you know that's not why we it's not why we say for people to bring, but we really if only right <laughs> if only if wishing made it so right um, yeah if only um so but but again that's that's uh that is an option we, we're not hard and fast on that um and i think a lot of people that have done these classes will often uh go back and sort of say to people you know don't don't bring a model that you want to try and put into your current army. Um, they, they are ideal classes to start a new project from. Um, whether that's a little allied project that you want to do, maybe you're going to start doing a, a Shad Legions force and stuff, so you can add it in by all means. But, you know, if, if, you've, if you've learned to paint your Imperial Fist one way, and then you come on the, the class, and we use exactly the same paints that you've used, they are not going to look the same as your Imperial Fist that you've painted prior to it. Um, so, you know, it, it is worth considering that as well. Um, I would also sort of say to people, uh, and, and you'll get this in the emails when you buy the tickets, we send all this info out anyway, but we really encourage people to perhaps paint a different scheme on their infantry than they did on their tank. Um, again, it's just about maximising the techniques and the, the knowledge that you can get from the time that we've got with you. Um, so if you've done a, a candy metallic scheme on your tank, well, maybe let's look at doing uh, a Raven Guard or you know a, a flat-coloured uh, Alpha Legion or, or something like that for your infantry, just so you've, you've covered as many different techniques as possible. Um, but equally, on the other hand, if you're one of these people that is incredibly focused, I'm very jealous of you, 
um, that goes, nope, I'm going to be painting my Ultramarines army or whatever. I'm doing my first Rhino on, you know, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and I'm doing my first squad of five dudes on the Sunday, Monday, whatever, then that's cool too. We're, you know, we're not going to say no, you're not allowed to paint that. Um, so yeah, that is effectively uh, infantry. Awesome. And it is so much fun, I have to say. And there is, uh, there, there was, I have to admit, last when we did this the last time, there was a fair amount of, what's the right word, um, competitiveness to see who yeah. could get their five marines done. But this doesn't matter because I no, saw no. a dude who painted ten alpha marine, alpha legionnaires uh, over the two days and no one's going to fucking beat that and I don't want anyone to try and beat that. So, it's, no, you know, it was stop. just... It was just. I just thought I had to mention it because it was just. It just seemed to be the point where it was like, "How far are you? How far are you? Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm doing all right. I'm. You know, maybe I'll get yeah, Fred, two or three. Freddie and Freddie and Johan did well, didn't they? They, they got. Did. Yeah. I remember you, you. You got most of it done. And didn't Morton? I think got one done, didn't he? But he did base his. Yes. Uh, which no one else did. Hey, hey I based mine. Actually, I all think right, I based mine as well. I have to double check. Well, all right, yeah, but at the end of the day, you didn't base it Goblin Green. No, he so did do that. He did win just by pure count. Goblin Green. You know, that has to be completely and utterly pointed out that he did do that. Uh, I love you for that, Morton. The the, the, the the look on certain faces was just priceless. But yeah, I don't want to sort of bore people too much with the details you've got the breakdown of the classes on the on the facebook page you've also got the breakdown of the kit lists so everything you need to bring with you from the models to the paints to the to the whatever um is all there for you to see before you buy a ticket um and equally if you've got questions then you can facebook message us you can email us or you can email verangian and then you guys will get in touch with us you know it's okay, we, you know. We, we're not going to get cross if people ask questions. Just be polite when you ask them. That's you know. I'm fed up with dealing with shitty emails at the moment. I'm a bit grumpy. Because you don't, you just, <laughs> you just don't need that. Remember, it's hobby. It's fun. We're all going to learn something and have some fun together. Don't, don't be a dick. Basically, say hello. Say hello and thanks. You know, that's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> occasionally, it helps a little bit to have oh, basic manners. I'm, I'm sorry, Henry. That's right. <laughs> Some, sometimes a dick pic isn't the most appropriate way of starting an email. Yeah, but he no, usually. Uh, oh, oh, you change your signature then, because that's what I usually get as a signature. <laughs> be glad, good, good to be seeing you again. Um, stuff like that. But uh, that's that's awesome, man. I mean, it is. I can't say how much fun it was last time because it, it you just you know. Mm. It was so much fun, and it's going to be that again this time. It's going to be great fun. It's going to be so much fun to be to be part of. Um, it's now they're available. They're available through the event. The link the links are there. Just just to get the uh, those who wish to know out of the way, because sometimes we'll paint afterwards. We don't we don't take anything from it. We're not here to make of and have a fantastic event for the hobby community here in Sweden and Ferry. It was brilliant. We had fun. some of the Danes. We had uh, Eric, Eric and Kim came up. Didn't Eric they? and Kim came and over. Oop. We had a. We just had a. And Eric has already already bought a ticket, so there will be Danes there. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, there'll, there'll, there'll be Danes there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm already having flashbacks. What did you describe as the, the Tinder fest? I think that's perfect. That's... Yeah, he he is he is very much the the king of the king of random Tinder. 
That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great one. I mean, uh, Freddie, you, you you say we've received some quite well. We've had some questions already. Uh, well, we um, had a in... few, few questions. Uh, one one I'll start with the first one. The one's been about accommodation. The normal place that people go for any of our event series that we have have there is Scandic in Solentuna, which is a really nice hotel. It's uh, not too pricey. And a normally, like you, you book a room there, it's always included breakfast and shit. Uh, but otherwise, I, I do realize that people that you know pay they pay the fee and they might be on the budget. What we're going to do, we're going to offer uh, them to stay at the venue. It's not going to be any fancy type of stuff. I'm, I'm going to steal some. Uh, I mean, borrow some uh, NATO. <laughs> Reappropriate, mate. Reappropriate. Get the right term. Uh, so, yeah, some uh, NATO stretches from work. And basically, all you need to do is bring your own bedding uh, or sleeping bags or whatever. But if you need to borrow them as well, let me know and I'll sort reappropriate them as well <laughs> from work. They might be olive green, but you know, you that's just, you have to live with it, <laughs> deal with it. Uh, so that's basically it. As for food, uh, there they are like not that far away. There will be food runs and stuff, and they, it, it's pretty close to you can take away pizza or whatever. There's a food court not so far away, so it, it's all going to be like self-cost, whatever. But we, I have, you know, like I said before, delivered a barbecue, massive barbecue to the to the venue and stuff. So we will try, especially on the day off, to do some sort of communal barbecue where you just chuck in a few kroners and we'll put put on like a massive barbecue going on there. And and if that seems to be like the way of the the people considering the weather like it's august it's going to be summer it's going to be nice we're gonna maybe we'll chuck on a barbecue every day who knows like it's all up to you guys like yes. yeah it's, it's mm. going to be there and if, if you want to do that we'll make sure that someone is sober enough to do like a food run to the food store because that's not too far away either and you know buy whatever like steaks or snacks or what what whatnot and, and we'll chuck that on the barbecue and, and as always, during all our event series, there will be uh, pretzels, <laughs> I was about to say, but there will be self-cost self beer. Like, uh, not ev for, for every single event we had, normally we only charge like 20 kroners for a beer, whatever. And, and, and that's basically the pay for the beer and for the relabeling uh, of the beer to make it more her heresy-esque. So to speak, especially with the, our favourites like Angry Angron's Ale and amazing. Yeah, that sounds all the classes. And again, all yeah. this info we'll put on the or the best place to ask these is is on the event page, isn't it? Get yeah, go on the event page, ask those questions. You won't be the only one who wants to know. No, for sure. And like if you if you if you need hits and stuff about other hotels, if you have plans in Stockholm that you want to do. Like, you know, you, you're taking your missus out for seeing Old Town and stuff like so you already done some research, but mm. there might be other people flying from abroad. Maybe they want to go and see Old Town during the day off and not the, and they want to have some help and stuff. And yeah. Or if they're flying in, they want people to, you know, maybe pick them up from the airport and, and stuff yeah. like Just put, put it all into the page. There'll definitely be someone with a car somewhere to help you, you know, organize your logistics somehow. Yeah. Yes, something I'll be up there. The plan is to have uh, whichever version. Currently, version 3.0 of the Party Spartan will be up and running. So uh, definitely, I'll be there in some form or another. Bravo, so, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be uh, I'll be around with the vehicle if nothing else. So 
nice little V70 combo yeah. to do all the work. Yeah. You know, I mean, the good. point is, you know, no, no one wants this thing to be a success more than more than we do. Exactly. Um, so we will be yeah. doing between you know between you guys and us guys. We are we are there to ask questions to about the event. Um, you know, that's why we're launching this a good what four months nearly before it all kicks off. Yeah. And, and then some really I mean it's just to make sure that we've got it all in all in place for everybody so uh, you can like we've been doing already ask the questions ask where things can be found we've got uh, I'll try and remember to put up some links in the um, in the event itself to some of the places you can purchase some of the the bits and pieces here in Sweden and and, and obviously we're going to do what we do best we're going to try and talk with the local suppliers say if we can get some sort of discounts or whatever if we can get some swag for rocking up like uh, so far I'm fucking balls deep into <laughs> the current events but I'll I'll make sure that there will be some tits and bits for people rocking up you know yeah. yes, show, yeah. show we'll, be, love from... we'll be bringing some swag as well so yeah. I, tell, yeah. I tell you what why don't we do this what's well, something that could be fun as well is if everybody brings their bits boxes and all their own wanted or the projects they may not get around to up as well on the Wednesday we can have an open bit where you can open your bits boxes up if people want to put, buy bits off each other you guys can sort that out between you as well but just That's remember to bring one. your stuff idea stuff along because you never know you could get that idea of something that you want to do and somebody might have, might have that bit to hand so that would be awesome um, so let's do that let's have an open sort of swap uh, is it swap meet boot sale lopis whatever the hell you want to call it bring, lemon bring party a, yeah whatever you know a zucchini hider whatever we'll, we'll come up with something um, but yeah definitely um, uh, definitely bring it bring all your bits along and you know we'll, we, you can clear out some hobby space if nothing else for your next project um, and go from there but uh, yeah we'll have some fun cool man right sure. next question next question Freddie Next question. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> Jason, I didn't know I was on the roll. Uh, <laughs> ne- ne- next question was uh, normally to Henry. Like, so what's included? But you already kind of, you know, nailed that on the head. What's included? Yeah, again, oh, 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 oh my god, is he all right? Is he having a fit? He's very old. He's he right, is old. He might be yeah, having a stroke. Yeah. We're not sure. You're several years solar, older. Than us. Oh. Solar auxilia. I need to tell you about solar. <laughs> no, he's kidding. No, but. No, on a serious note, for people that are traveling and flying overseas and stuff and may not be able to bring their compressors, for people that are unsure about the whole airbrush thing or whatever, I will have a little fucking bag of splitters for compressors. I will make sure that I, I own a fair amount of airbrushes. And I'm pretty sure that if you're one of those fucking dark angel airbrushes people, as you're on the fence, not knowing if you want to airbrush or not, come to this course and see if it's a thing for you. Yeah. And yep. and yep. borrow my my shit. And I'll bring some spares. Of, I'll bring yeah. some spares of mine. I'll be bringing my compressor and all my other bits and pieces as well. Yeah. So I'll have That's spares very, available. Very very good point. It's something we do a lot in the courses in the UK now. Is make sure we sort of bring plenty of kit with us um, yeah. just give people the opportunity to play around with different stuff but um, especially if you're flying and you don't yeah. want to take that fucking like you're flying you want to bring carry on you want to bring your fucking compressor don't worry about it no sweat we got you I'll back have a, we, we got you back we have a splitter we'll have a hose you know 
you just bring your fucking airbrush in your back pocket, bring your your paints in your fucking you know briefcase or whatever. But if and you then, can bring the stuff, do bring the stuff. Like we don't want all twenty odd people turning up with <laughs> nothing. But once again, that that's where the the whole uh, Facebook page is yeah. for. Like uh, hit us up. Like if you said like, oh shit, I'm flying in from fucking South Africa. I, I'm not sure. Like I I got a carry on only. Uh, can I borrow a compressor or can I borrow something? Just hit us up and we'll we'll make sure whatever you can. Like even if you if you're flying and you're thinking like, oh, I need paint and it's too big because I need like I don't know surface primer from Vallejo and it's too big for which which you like. Yeah, or like fucking whatever. You want airbrush cleanant or something and they're not allowed to fly it. Just let us out. We go yeah. to the local fucking hobby store and we'll buy some and we'll give it to you. Yeah, and to be, there. I would say the other thing is to be fair, you don't go through as much as you might think. So, you know, again, this is just purely from experience. We'll have stuff with us that we can always let you have access to. That's never a yeah, problem. Yeah, ge- generally, generally we find on, on all of these classes that the majority of people there are are generous as well. So if you have forgotten something or if you run out of something or you inevitably knock your bottle of Microsoft over, um, normally within the first few hours, everyone's relaxed and there's no one really thinks twice about, oh, yeah, here you go, borrow this, borrow this, borrow this. Um, inevitably, you will go home without something you brought and you will go home with, with something that you didn't bring either. Yeah. Um, so it, it, all, it all sort of evens out. Um, the kit lists that we've put up, again, we want to be as, as transparent as possible with it. Um, we have, as I said, we've, we've taught hundreds and hundreds of people, we, we've taught to, 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 to airbrush vehicles, to paint vehicles, to paint paint infantry and stuff. Um, we have trimmed that kit list to, to what we believe is the sort of the ultimate toolbox. Um, no, nothing on there is superfluous. Everything on there has a use and will have a use regardless of what scheme you do and will have a use going forwards regardless of what models you decide to go on and paint and stuff um it's it's all things that we feel if you are wanting to take painting a little bit more seriously which you probably are given that you've just bought a ticket to come on a five-day painting event um that they will all come in useful to you that they, they will all be good investments as it were for sure, and yeah, we can definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth doing, man. Like, there's, there's oh, no, yeah. there's no point being around the bush. Like, this, this isn't going to be. If you're coming into this fairly cold, this isn't going to be cheap. You no. know, there's, there's, there's no, there's no getting around it. But what we're trying to do is ensure that, from a value point of view, uh, and from a, uh, make sense to buy things, mm. we're trying to nail it as much as we possibly can. And I think, I think the other thing is, if you, if you're on the fence. The reality of it is take, just take a second to think about the hobby that we're doing, the money we're spending on the hobby, and what you can put into your hobby in comparison by taking some time and learning yeah. new skills. And that's the thing, you know, you'll learn something. There's no, I cannot say it any more than that. You'll you'll learn something. You'll come yeah, out of this with that, some skills. To, to be honest with you, I don't think in all the classes we've ever done, there's, there's, no, there's no need to convince people. People that want to come will come. And yeah. those that don't will always find a reason to to slag it off or to you know to to put to decide why they're not going to come. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think we need to worry too much about 
about convincing from that that point of view. True, you never know. It's all there's there's always a dark angel player out That's there true. somewhere. There's always one one dark angel. There's always somebody sitting on the fence. Somewhere. Well, I I remember my argument last year, and that was remember how much money you spend on buying miniatures. Exactly. Yeah. That that pales in comparison to spending like these 250 quids on a course, which is like basically 50 quid a day. Yeah. Which you know, in in my work experience, going on the course, you don't get a fucking normal course, regardless if it's project management or unionized or whatever, for fifty quids a day anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. And, we, and this we, is something we will ensure you you get your value out of this. You know, we 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 will promise that we will work as hard as hard as we can to ensure. And you, you will get definitely get you will definitely get the. Uh, the, the value for money Varangian experience as well whether that's that's uh, the money you want valued for or not we'll see um, but yeah we're, we're going to do our bit to make it a fun event as well because that's what we do so uh, yeah I mean Fred, right. is there any other questions or are we uh, I think we kind of semi-tapped up I, I think that the best best uh, to move forward is like uh, after you listen to this our suckling voices uh, go into our event page for for this event. You, you'll find it if you go to our Facebook page. Ask any questions there. Uh, I know heaps of people PM me questions, and I answer as much as I can. But put them there because there's one thing to PM me or or PM Jody or the event series or Henry. But if you put it on the event page, we will answer it right there. And then everyone else, because people, if you have a question. At least another ten people have the same question. Yeah. So, put it there, and then we can answer it there. It's so much more better for everyone else in the community because they can see that 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 you had a question and we answered that question, and everyone will see it. So, so it's good for credibility. And it, I, I just want to sort of say as well, like um, Andy would love to have been here for the chat. He was unable to this evening, but he, it, it, the cult of paint is very much me and Andy, um, and with me you get a a slightly taller than average person who is a massive Warhammer nerd uh, who likes to paint and in Andy you have as I said earlier you have a genuine top tier uh, competition painter um, who also loves heresy don't get me wrong and, and, and gaming and all the rest of it we will be bringing some armies over to play with uh, at some point over the five days as well so that would be really fun so getting access particularly to him uh, it shouldn't be uh, disregarded or discounted. You know that 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 that. If I was going on this thing as an event, that would be a very big draw to me. Well, you it's, know, it's what's making me want to show up more and more for yeah, sure. And 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 you know, we, we said we want we want to make sure that there's value in this for guys that have done similar courses in the past as well. And and we will ensure that there are things for you as well. However, what we're determined to do is not to have any sort of us and them. Uh, sort of attitude. What once people come through the door, everyone is is a noob. You know, everyone is there is is a, a cult of paint virgin or whatever for that that class. You know, it's it's there is very much a level playing field. Awesome. And I tell you what, that, and, uh, that virginity uh, uh, won't last for long. <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, I have to say, like, like uh, last year, that just happened naturally because we had yeah. heaps of people that were like going hundred percent, and it just happened. You, you just become one of the team. Yeah. 100%. It's like art. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. 
and slanging shit is always good fun. So I think that's that's everything. Thank you ever so much for coming on tonight, Henry. And no, thanks very much for, for a second me. time. For a second a time, pleasure. Always a pleasure. And you. having a chat with us and be be a co-host of the Ranjin Heresy this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, I am very much looking forward to this event. There there is a hope that in the future, before the event itself, we'll maybe be able to grab yourself and Andy at the same time. Uh, yeah, we'll man. Have you on and We're just do a bit more of a. A bit of a catch-up reminder about the course, but but probably do something a bit more hobby-related because I think that'll be yeah. nice to do as well. Just generally, yeah. you know, get you get you on for a full episode maybe, and just shoot the shit over stuff and and see what we can come up with and what crazy ideas we can come up with Sounds because you know wicked. it's what we do. It's what we do. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. All right, then. Well, we are going to head on out to a musical break now. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. It depends what the uh, what the editor decides to do on this one, because this is all in Chris's hands right now. Um, and we'll be back with our next interview um, right after this break. So we'll be right back. Sieben Tage lang, was wollen wir trinken? So ein Durst. Was wollen wir trinken? Sieben Tage lang, was wollen wir trinken? So ein Durst. Es wird genug für alle sein. Wir trinken zusammen, roll das was mal rein. Wir trinken zusammen, nicht allein. Es wird genug für alle sein. Wir trinken zusammen, roll das was mal rein. Wir trinken zusammen, nicht allein. Dann wollen wir schaffen, sieben Tage lang, dann wollen wir schaffen, komm was an. Dann wollen wir schaffen, sieben Tage lang, dann wollen wir schaffen, komm was an. Und das wird keine Plackerei, wir schaffen zusammen, sieben Tage lang, ja schaffen zusammen, nicht allein. Und das wird keine Plackerei. Wir schaffen zusammen, sieben Tage lang, ja schaffen zusammen, nicht allein.
müssen wir streiten, keiner weiß wie lang, ja für ein Leben ohne Zwang. Jetzt müssen wir streiten, keiner weiß wie lang, ja für ein Leben ohne Zwang. Dann kriegt der Frust uns nicht mehr klein, wir halten zusammen, keiner kämpft allein, wir gehen zusammen, nicht allein. Dann kriegt der Frust uns nicht mehr klein, wir halten zusammen, keiner kämpft allein, wir gehen zusammen. Lovely boys from Dirty K, very, very nice name of a nice little uh, gaming club in the. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this in English, but Vecre, Vec, Vex, Vex, Vecre. Yeah, that's probably the best uh, pronunciation I've heard this far. <laughs> <laughs> With the X. So, boys, uh, I'll I'll leave this all over to you. So you guys get get to introduce yourself. I don't know who wants to start, Eric or well, fight among yourselves. Well, um, I can start. Um, just to run down a quick uh, presentation of the of the group. Um, so we're uh, we're from the Dirty K Gaming Group in Vekra, and we're um, we're this uh, Horus Heresy Gaming uh, group or soon-to-be club um, who are kind of a faction of the local uh, uh, miniature gaming uh, club in town. A uh, faction. Um, yeah, oh, like a like a like a community <laughs> a faction of the of of, the, of a larger community. We can call it yeah, okay. something right, cool. like that. We're like the um, Crimean Peninsula to Ukraine. Straight into politics. That's awesome. Lasted lasted <laughs> all of two minutes. So you're a, currently a Russian enclave then? Yeah, secessionist movement uh, yeah. controlled by uh, Putin. <laughs> yeah. Try, trying to desperately get the people to leave, like the Titanic of Eighth, and come over to the Heresy. Or <laughs> slowly, slowly working towards it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really sure this metaphor is working for you, but please, One please continue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One clear base at the time. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> One unpainted miniature at the time. Uh, well, yeah. you know, you, you can spray them in three colors. It's all good. Exactly. <laughs> the highlights does not count. Well, okay. If you say so. But anyway, you're supposed to introduce yourself, like who you are and stuff. Now we started talking about bullshit straight away. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something along the lines of some of you might, might remember the episode from last year. 
where I joined in to, uh, to introduce the, the gaming group. We were running a, uh, a slow grow campaign last year. Uh, as some might remember, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I remember, uh, but yeah, uh, we probably evolved. doesn't say much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember as well. I think. Uh, weren't you part of the slow growth? Campaign? Yeah, right. That was. That's. Uh, anyway, we've matured <laughs> into a uh, little gaming group, um, and uh, I suppose I've become the uh, what's it called chairman? No. Oh, like that. Scapegoat? The war master yeah. of your... <laughs> the unofficial lord of our, um, our stealers. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. And uh, I'm Daniel Stennert, and uh, with me today I've got Eric Nilsson. Hello. Hello. I'm uh, trying to get these people to get some money into the organization as well. So I've been elected the, the treasurer of our little gaming club. Uh, but I, I guess... Um, Currently doing shady deals with like the Czech Republic. I thought we were not going to talk about that. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Super shady. Super shady. Uh, uh, but um, do you want to run down the... The b- very brief history of our club, Stanot, or um, uh, feel free if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, we were a bunch of people beginning of last year that started with the the slow grow campaign that that we kind of finalized by the by the end of this year, uh, bringing most of our armies up to around three thousand points, making us uh, proper big boys. Um, Scanned is ready. That's what I call it. Exactly. Well, at least that, uh, that was then, not for this year. No, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, now you don't have enough points. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, as of the beginning of this year, there's been a, f- a few different ideas floating around in in, in the group. Um, a bunch of people have started a, a a new slow grow campaign for very small militia armies, where only cult militia and, and militias are are, are allowed. Um, I think they're they're going up to like 500 points right now. Uh, oh, that's cool. So, uh, did, <clears throat> what what missions do you run? Like, do you run? Uh... Like uh, the normal missions, or do you uh, run like uh, kill team missions, or those victories vengeance missions, or? So I, th- I think they're using the same as as uh, we did for the the other slugger with these. What's it called, Stanot? Is it the uh, kill yeah. team stuff, or? Yeah, those were the old kill team rules, but I think these are going. To, yeah, last time around we were doing the. Uh, when we're doing the uh, slow grow, we uh, we were using the kill team rules, but we also split squads into smaller groups as to not just run around with single bottles. I think they're going to do something along the same lines, where um, twenty man units will be split down into tens, and it will more merge into you know old imperial guard uh, squad sizes. Uh, and I think we'll be using mostly the um, the Somotalis rule set. Ah, they're, they're, also, they're also, uh, if you have any 
vehicles are allowed, but they uh, you gain an extra vic- victory point for for killing them. So. Yeah, that's so right, the, Nicholas. <laughs> they're, they're mostly looking at uh, giant uh, uh, pre pre post human on pre post human action, <laughs> which is technically just human and human action. Yeah, <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not a post human, you're just a human. Well, it doesn't sound as cool, though. <laughs> it sounds a lot better than pre-post human to me. <laughs> so anyway, some dudes with last rifles. Yeah, crap weapons and low leadership and no armor. <laughs> uh, flak armor for life. I must say that it's quite nice to have you on now because it was about a year ago that you were on last time. Yeah, more or less. It was uh, episode 26. Hmm. It was 30k and Horace Harris Weekend of Thoughts. So, or less nice a year. So, welcome back. Yeah, but I, but I thought Heresy is dead. Like, I'm confusing. You, you shouldn't oh, be back fuck. on. I thought we were talking about the 8th here. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Slow growth campaign in 8th. Nah, it's all good. But so, but how come you guys started this whole community? Like the your dirty K? Like how, how did it come about? Like was it just that you guys met up and you you noticed that oh fuck this guy he plays thirty K as well, and then you started recruiting more people, or like how did it whole thing like how did it snowball to where it is now? Well. um this is uh, more or less the same story as last time, but we were all uh, we we're all basically, you know, within a gaming group. You always get factions, and we were more or less the fantasy faction uh, back in the days. And uh, with the with the sad demise of that game, we were kind of left a bit lost for where to go and go next. I don't think anyone really wanted to go back into 40k because, you know, seventh edition 40k with all the Decurians and I don't know what they were called. Buy this, get free stuff. Uh, the El- Eldar, Eldar, Tau, Allies. Yeah. Yeah, all of that shit was just, you know, having been playing fantasy without any real allies and looking over at the 40k games with all the, uh, what are they called, giant battle suits from the Tau and all that, it was just, no, <laughs> I'm not putting my feet in that water again. So... I think we're all kind of looking for something else to play. Uh, we're playing playing a bit of Ninth Age and stuff like that. And then we kind of... One of the guys uh, at the club was playing 30K. And, you know, at least for my part, I was kind of looking into it and I stumbled onto a few podcasts and thought, well, well we could start up with this instead and see what it's about. And I... Quickly got stuck for the both the the way the community seemed with the story driven gaming and the um, non competitive events and all of this, along with a, a vibrant podcast community and all of that. And um, yeah, it kind of spread from there. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, I do I do realize I asked you this last time, but not everyone will remember, and probably not many people will go back to episode thirty three. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, I, but, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's good to see, and and how like how does it is now? Like right now, is it like is it just thriving, or you, you still keep going? Uh, like 
having a second slow growth campaign probably sees that you know it, it's not really dead. It's like going back to the roots and starting all over again. Or so we have around in Vecra and its surroundings. I would say we are around fifteen people we can gather up uh, with maybe a, a more dedicated core of eight or ten people. Oh, yeah. Well, so it's it's definitely a significant chunk uh, of people. And Vekhoa and the, the general gaming community there has been uh, quite strong for, for many years uh, with a quite large uh, club, etc. Yeah, and then the Kravdi guys are like, a, well, to be honest, for Stockholm, Vekre is kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it, it's still pretty close to like southern Sweden and like the Midlands and shit. So, for people in Vekre, it's also in the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I go there for work reasons, heaps of times. It's so annoying because I can never take a train straight there. <laughs> I have, always have to swap. So. But but still but still it's like if you're from Kvevde um, or Boros or something it's it's not like too far out of the way to get there. No, it's if you consider it, you know, the fact that you've got an equal distance to everything, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm currently looking at the map of southern Sweden, and it is basically in the middle of nowhere else where all of the other cities are. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the other part of it having an equal distance to everything else is also that it's equally far from everything else. So, <laughs> but it makes us. I mean, we're we're quite a spread out group. So, me personally, I'm I'm down in Skåne, and then we have a, a bunch of people over in Kalmar and, and Nybo, uh, yeah. all over. So it's it's quite a uh, it's it's dedicated people willing to to travel for. Um, for the gaming. Yeah, and that so makes, yeah, makes all the difference. If people yeah. are willing to travel and you make it worth the travel, you get a good yeah. group of, out of it. Yeah. And, and this also brings um, the fact that um, pickup games aren't really that usual. So instead, we've tried to um, uh, stage planned gaming days, which we call the mini dirties. Yeah. Where we uh, put out small events on Facebook, etc. Where we try to bring as many people together as possible and put in as many games as possible, you know, just to play for the fun. Yeah, I keep keep following it. Like really super awesome. It's like mini mini campaign days. That's so yeah, super more cool. Or less. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I I used to do that, but then we ended up playing so often that it kind of became. Uh, like a bit watered down, but if you can keep it like it, with with those mini campaigns, that's golden. Like it's really cool. I really love yeah. those. Like that. Yeah, we, the whole. We, we've kind of realized that people have uh, families and, and jobs and etc. So it's been easier for us to um, get people and, and focus people if we assign specific dates in in advance, saying in, in three or four weeks we'll have a, a mini dirty and. And people can arrange their their lives accordingly. Yeah, but you also have had mega dirties. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was mega. <laughs> we have uh, in the past we have a tradition of having a, a New Year's mega battle, 
which have in previous years mostly been in, in fantasy, as we discussed. And now being Those a, were uh, insane. <laughs> yes, with hundreds of thousands of points on each side. Uh, now being moved over to uh, to the dirty side, uh, uh, we of course had to arrange a, a, a mega battle for uh, for New Year's uh, for 30k. So we had around 25-30,000 points per side for a, for a day. Yeah, and that was for us. Yeah, and that was also uh, based on the realization that. Uh, <laughs> Looking back at how we've played our fantasy mega battles before, you know, it's just not feasible to pull that off and uh, invite people to come along because those just draw on forever and ever and ever. And <laughs> so you had to put a uh, an upper cap for each player. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think you, we cap. When you do your mega battles, do you do it like I know that uh, heaps of people are doing like uh, clocked turns. I know it's, it's pretty popular with us, and I know it's pretty popular with the Americans that they do, like, when they do Apocalypse or, like, really ri- ridiculously large, they do the whole, like, oh, each side has has to do everything in this set amount of time, and then it automatically becomes the other side's turn, or do you just, you just keep playing? So like, we, we, we deployed two strategies, basically. Uh, first of all, we stared... A lot angrily at people who were slow, <laughs> uh, which seemed to work. And secondly, we we uh, used uh, two or maybe three side tables that players were assigned to um, playing a side battle, um, and they were then came in as reserve on the main table uh, once their battles were finished which meant there were fewer players and fewer points on the board for turn one and, and parts of part, turn two. Oh, yeah, so uh, it kind of staggered. Yeah, so it kept the round time, because it's usually around one and two, that, that's the long ones in the in, in the in the mega battles, or at least turn two when you start getting charges. Uh, right. So that, that reduced the overall time quite significantly. I think we got in like six turns in in just under twelve hours. So it was it was uh, quite successful and fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. The the speed was was good. And we we also had uh, a rule to limit uh, the spread of armies uh, where we said that um, players were forced to keep their armies bunched together. And you were only allowed to uh, detach parts of your armies uh, in one group. Uh, because another thing we've learned from the mega battles is that people like to space uh, their own units in between other people's units, and then they get lost. And uh, you, you need people bouncing around and playing with different people. So yeah, pe- by keeping people them, are happy optimizing a bit uh, too much in, in these big events. <laughs> yeah. So by keeping them uh, bunched together. Um, one person can basically play with one or maybe two opponents and you can have your interaction uh, straight across the table instead of having to go, uh, I'm going to shoot at this unit. Uh, who's this, uh, this character? Uh, well, it's his. Where's he? Oh, he's over there uh, playing with that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then you just bounce around and that takes forever. So and that was another thing. the noise that kept, levels down as well. Yeah, so that kept, uh, kept the speed up. As well. All right. So, did you um, 
But did you do any other restrictions? Like uh, you couldn't have infantry units with less than two wounds, or nope. All right. So just uh, like the everyone got assigned kind of roughly a little area where the army had to deploy, and then. So there were uh, commanders allocated on each side who who cho- chose where their players were going to deploy, uh, yep. and then we deployed one player for us at a time. So it took turns, so one army and then the other side, etc. Uh, we wanted to keep, since we're a, a newish community on the on the scene, we wanted to involve as many of our own players as possible, which is why we allowed basically players to come with down to 500 points. Uh, oh, yeah. Just to bring as many people in and... and support and, and build our, our own community. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I know the, like the Adepticon Mega Battle is basically, if you have 500 points, you can play in it, and then, and then all the way up to like ridiculous amount of points. <laughs> but it's just that they, they just want as many people drinking beer, screaming at each other, and <laughs> rolling <laughs> dice. <laughs> but then, then it's... Uh, what they've done instead is they limit it to you. You have to have uh, either two wounds or more on your models, or um, preferably vehicles. So, so you, you can do you can rock up with like a, a predator squadron or what, whatnot. Like that, that's fine. Yeah, it's just that they try try to avoid like the small ones because it gets rid- out out of hand. But yeah, that, um... th- those fucking mega battles that I think there's like. Uh, 30 players a side, so it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> we weren't really facing those those issues. No. But I, I like being about it. It's, it's seldom you you see them a lot, like a lot these days. Yeah, yeah I like them occasionally. <laughs> you don't want to play it every weekend. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> well, it's because it's so fucking hard to carry your army around. Like, you know, you bring three titans and for band blades and, <laughs> and mm. shit. Nah. Now, and it, it's good. It's like, it's like Somatalis and, and, and Somatalis and Apocalypse. For some reason, you don't see that as much as you should. Because, you know, I, I like both of them. I really love, like, I'm a big fucking passionate uh, Somatalis players. But I also love occasionally to bring out all the fucking mega super big big guys that you never get to play with normally. Unless yeah, you have like exactly. nar- narrative scenarios or whatever, it's not like you're going to put down your Reaver Titan every single game. So it's more like when you, you do your like narrative scenarios, and so so it's good to just go all out fucking bonkers and do like some Leviathan Force Ogre and have that as your little candy treat once a year. We've used our uh, Zone Mortalis a lot for um, for our campaign days for interaction with the the normal table, so to say. So there are caves underneath or spaceship above and the results and effects in the zone mortalis game directly affects the uh, the main table uh, so yeah. cave-ins and, and stuff like that yeah no i i love that that's like super cool like i i did that uh we, we tried to do the same thing at uh, link uh, scandis um last year when we had like because um, the guys playing at the zone mortalis tables they affected this the same table number but on the mega battle side Sort of thing. So, uh, like, I, the one thing that I really love, uh, especially for campaign days and like events or whatever, is when 
when for some reason whatever you do kind of helps the team so it helps the traders or it helps the loyalists and you're helping out each other so you become more like teammates than just like individual players mm. and, and it also helps bring like oh it's going well for the, the lawyer's side or it's going well for the trader's side because you're noticing like oh, oh suddenly like like with your cards and stuff like oh suddenly you, you gain like a card because it's going well, so you get some reinforcements or whatnot, and you know, I, I like that because then you feel like, oh, it's going well for our side, or then like, Jesus Christ, like it's going really bad for our side, and you know, I like yeah. I, I like story story progression sort of thing. And that's and that's really the the idea of our our new campaign uh, and our new campaign event series that I get we hope will uh, take off now. Uh, so we're currently planning the the first installation. Of yep. uh, Ajax, um, uh, which will happen happen in uh, uh, probably in Alvesta uh, this summer. Exact date is is not set yet, but um, uh, Alvesta is a railroad junction in in Metropolis. Sweden, <laughs> not much else. So I've been there a few times. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we're uh, trying to give people a reason to go outside of the railroad station, <laughs> even if it's only for about fifty meters to where our planned venue is. A reason to actually visit Alvesta, not just transit through Alvesta. Well, you... calm down. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking fifty meters. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the danger zone, <laughs> more or less. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're looking at a venue that's more or less adjacent to the uh, railroad station. So our main selling point right now is we've got direct trains coming in from Copenhagen, from uh, from Gothenburg, and from Stockholm. So if you want to go to an event and not have to drive, why not drop by Ajax? There you go. And yeah. all, all information will be available on our, our webpage, dirtyk.se, uh, and there you can click on events and, and uh, Ajax. Uh, but it's it's basically a, uh, um, a narrative um, campaign where each table has dedicated uh, missions that progress over the, the weekend with uh, effect cards uh, that is transferred between different tables depending on what happens. So you have uh, table-specific missions. Correct. Uh, yeah. I love those. A lot of fucking work, but it it's so fucking worth it in the end. Like, I, I, I remember <laughs> I wrote 30 table-specific missions for, for Lincoln. I'll probably never do that again, but... <laughs> It's it is cool if you have the time though. Definitely worth it. Yeah, I just finished writing fourteen, uh, or at least the the first draft of them. So, uh, it's uh, there are fourteen different missions, but they also have individual tweaks in each round. So, in the first match, there there is some rules, or maybe the uh, objectives alter and the the victory conditions uh, or the the price you win uh, change etc. Oh, that is super cool. 
And because I've already had the privilege of reading them, I'm, I'm giving like triple thumb, thumbs up. Because I'm obviously mutated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one heresy. Thing just, uh, heresy. Just, just uh, keep talking about table specific missions and similar, because then we will probably have them at link on this year as well. Just to know. No. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we, we might steal that. No, actually, we won't because we we're doing the raider raider missions. So, thank fuck, I've already thought about that, and I didn't have to do it. <laughs> I, I outsourced that to the to book four, my bible. Book four. Did I mention book four is fucking awesome? If not, I'm going to do it now. Book four is awesome. Get book four. Uh, <laughs> But uh, one thing I forgot to ask you guys when we were talking about your missions and stuff uh, in, in that uh, group chat, uh, are you going to have like a campaign map or is this going to be like some sort of planetary overview scale or are you going to have like pauses in between rounds where one of you going to kind of play like the game master and say like, oh, this has happened, like a quick summary? Or... All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> uh, yeah, in, so... There is a, a planetary scale map where all the locations of um, each of the tables are marked. Um, they're not uh, physically linked on the, on the maps. Uh, so the idea is that at the beginning of, of every round, there's a, a short briefing, and then each faction commander uh, places their players on each by each table. Uh Secretly, so uh, the traitor player places the uh, uh, emperor's children dude by the mining colony, etc. And then there's a, a reveal, and then there's certain cards that allow the commanders to swap some players around. Okay. So that's the assign the basis of the assignment. And, and will those uh, like let's say if one faction is doing better than another one, will will Either the losing or the winning faction get some bonuses on place placing their players, or yes. So if you win certain tables, you will get access to certain cards that allows you to reposition more or fewer players. Okay, that's cool. So, uh, so for yeah. instance, there's a uh, there's a there's a, a, the main city table, uh, and there there's a. Uh, uh, an adjacent table, which if you win the adjacent table, you are allowed to get more resources and more reinforcement into the the main city for the next round. All right, that's super cool. Are you going to do like uh, like normally what we do and the BSK guys do? Are you going to have like a, a tally for uh, the complete tally for loyalists and traders, or are you just going to have like a some different way of how you count points and stuff? It will be an overall points score for, for the faction. All right, cool. And is that going to be like live or is this going to be... I know the Danes, they love to do it like secretly and then they just announce like who is in lead and who is not. Hmm. We, we actually haven't discussed that yet. So uh, that's, uh, that's oh. a good, good point. There will definitely be some sort of, of scoring system, but uh, yeah. if that's yeah. uh, official or if we uh, update the map with who scored which table, or if we do it all secretly, or if um, I just walk around in a very short skirt or something. <laughs> Signs. 
<laughs> or, or everything above. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Round one, like, you know, yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> well, I, I think those brainstorming, that shit, like, it would be awesome if, if you do it and then the last two, is it going to be, uh, it's going to be five rounds, right? If I correct. remember correctly. Yeah. So you're going to do like what? Three rounds day one and two rounds day two? Yeah. So it's, um, so the schedule is, is very, of course, we haven't got the venue, um, booked yet. Uh, it's in Alvesta, so we don't think it will be uh, big of a problem. <laughs> Massive uh, pressure on the location. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, what were we talking about? Sorry. Totally lost it. Uh, no, no. I, I asked you. Yeah. Schedule, yeah. Th- yeah, three rounds, day one. and Yeah, so <laughs> Friday night, uh, possibility for grudge matches and, and pickups and, and beer. And then three games on, on the Saturday and, and, and two games on the, on the Sunday uh, at the venue. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Because I was thinking one of the things you could do, this is just me like uh, brainstorming here, is that you could keep the points open for the first three games, and then the last two rounds, you, you only say which faction is in the lead. So they don't know how many how yeah. big the point difference is to get people stressed out trying to figure out how many points they're in be- ahead or behind. So we've now decided uh, that um, we will do that. And you're being a and, and you're being a skirt, obviously. Yeah, of course. And, I, uh, I don't really care about who wins or loses as long as I get the skirt. And if you guys need any help with working all of that out, just ask Freddy. He'd love to help. What? The skirt what? part or the uh, all of it, all of it. Part. Shut up. He, he's, yeah. he's got the boxes on boxes of skirts up in the attic. So yeah, that's true. And resin. Skirt resins. Resin skirts. Or something. I don't know. No, but I, I, I don't know. That was just an idea. So the hope is that this... Uh, so we were planning for uh, 30 spots uh, for this event. Hopefully kicking off uh, to to a really good event series. So you're looking at June or July or... Somewhere in the, in the break... Yeah, probably after midsummer, but before everybody goes on holiday. Yeah. So after the twenty fourth of June, then. Yeah. So cool. around there, sixth or yeah, around those weeks there, mm-hmm. it will be announced. Uh, hopefully within the next few weeks. Cool. Yeah, right. they're just looking at the event schedule for Sweden. It's a great. Sp- Spot open there in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I think there's, there's no, there's no, the, definitely no competition for any other events around uh, end of June, July there. For sure. No, and it's it's perfect to lock yourself in with a into a, a sweaty with conference in, center with you during summer. <laughs> yeah, not to mention the fact that we're talking about one of the rainiest places in Sweden as well. You're really selling it now, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has a train station. And that just sounds like uh, going back to like 15 years ago, going to lawn parties in the middle of the summer with uh, in the school halls and everything. Because everyone yeah. knew that it was a good idea to have a lawn party in July. Well, if you want to have like a, a 100% sure that you're going to 
be inside you still don't midsummer. But then you have to outside. Yeah, but then you have to start outside and then when the rain starts move the tables indoors. Yeah. Then move them outside again, <laughs> then indoors. Otherwise and you won't we will get be there. responsible for the exercise of the entire community. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which may or may not be needed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 as as a last selling point, uh, apart from all the rain and all the other horrible things, is uh, apparently the uh, the venue we have in mind have uh, won prizes for the best hotel breakfast in Sweden. Ooh. Yes. Uh, and they might have beer there, maybe. They definitely have beer there. Oh, there we go. See, that's all you had to tell me. Unclear if they have beer by at the breakfast table, though. Well, that could easily be arranged by yourself. They have to be able to live there somehow. <laughs> they, they, they distill the beer out of the rain. Huh? Yeah. The rain water. Um, and then they uh, just wake up every morning. Oh, fuck, I'm living in Alvesta. Oh, but, oh, Jesus Christ. Actually... Before we go on a, on a fucking eldest attention, uh, so we know it's five rounds, and we know there's going to be table-specific missions, and we know there's going to be funky, cool cards, and there's going to be some sort of general on each side, and it's going to be a story-driven stuff. But we yep. don't know the points, and we don't know what's going on with force orgs and rules and restrictions and whatnot. So we're saying uh, three thousand five hundred points. Where uh, custodes models. Uh, pay additional twenty percent mm-hmm. compared to their hundred and twenty percent, right? <laughs> yeah, an additional twenty percent, as I said. Yep. <laughs> don't, don't don't tell Linus now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from that, um, we there is not many. Uh, um, Restrictions at the moment. Uh, we're allowing the the normal four orgs, the onslaught and matrix of ruin, organization shards, uh, name characters Ca- are okay. Castellan, Castellan, or what? Uh, no. So no, so you're allowing the crusade one, which is a standard one. Yes. And then the onslaught, onslaught. one is, is the extra lot of war one. Yes. And then matrix of ruin for mechanical players. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the basis. We we have a, a, a mini dirty event coming up in uh, in uh, beginning of April, where we'll test uh, most of these things uh, to make sure there's it's it's not crazy. Uh, so there might be tweaks, uh, but that's that's the overall idea. Uh, will you release? Um the missions when once you release dates and stuff, you know, for people if, if people want to play test missions beforehand and, and, and things. Yeah. We'll Very release good. the missions, but um, uh, we still reserve uh, uh, right to change them. To, to change a few things. Yeah. As it should be. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember I did that for my, my Lincoln ones, and there were some, some of the things that were totally retarded, which I didn't notice until people playtested them. Because for me, it just made sense not to play that way, but it could be mm-hmm. interpreted in a way, because you read the rules the way that you want to read them. So sometimes you don't you miss something, and it's, you take some totally different person, and he reads the same thing, and he comes comes up with a completely different thing than you kind of wanted to 
you know, present with the mission. So, so that was good, <clears throat> good thing. So it's always a good tip, but as long as people know that they may or may not be changed, then it's all good. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a narrative event with, uh, with a lot of, um, how do you say, um, supposed to be a good in the spirit of the game right it's uh, it's not a it's not a competitive event where you can where what? you should come to we're, is we're, that your your worst <laughs> broken list uh, which says uh, segue into my next question then what kind of prices will you have or like uh, will you have any cool prices or will there be any awards will there be some like hobby awards or so there will definitely be prizes and awards for uh, for hobby best sport, uh, and then we always have a few secret prizes on our events. Do you need me uh, to engrave a wooden spoon for Nicholas, or? <laughs> uh, I think that reference might have flown us by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely missed me. Awesome. Uh, but then we're uh, more. Uh, we're uh, thinking of uh, making patches for certain achievements and stuff. Yeah, uh, like uh, scout patches. Yeah, or if you, I don't know, kill the Primark patch or whatever. Uh, it's still a work in progress there. And then we're thinking uh, that everybody should get some sort of, of goodie bag uh, to bring home. Uh, to remember the the great city of Alvesta. <laughs> I'm sure they got a tourist gift shop. <laughs> Get everyone yeah, like it's that. only open on Tuesdays. <laughs> I went to Alvesta and I played heresy and all I got was this lousy teacher. Or that typical, uh, typical Alvesta thing uh, of a Dala Hest painted in Alvesta colors because they're available uh, all over the country. <laughs> I don't think Alvesta has any colors. Gray is a color. Should we just uh, put a note uh, in here that says that it sh- should actually go to Alvesta and not Alvesta? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Don't go to that Stockholm place, wherever that is. Go to the one in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Both yeah. are train stations, aren't they? I also yeah. think our, our, I mean, I think our plan to get some sponsorship from uh, uh, the tourism board in Alvesta is, is kind of screwed right now. But uh. <laughs> well, why we we told them to go to Alvesta instead of Alvesta? That's yeah, exactly. a, yeah. that's a boost if nothing else for all eight people listening to this. Also, you know, you'll have like thirty people who every time they go by by train they'll go, oh wait, I've been here before. I might go go off the train here. No, and have a no, sausage. no, no, no one will ever remember that. I, I know that because I have switched trains there, and I have no recollection of what it looks like. Even the train station looks like. <laughs> Sorry, that's it's very brown. Yeah, that's a There's a this. post terminal. Yay! <laughs> well, there's yeah, some well, sort of like uh, three or three or five story buildings around there, aren't they? Yeah. And they're it's all like not that small. Poo brown no. and there's yeah, a pizzeria with rights and everything. So. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's a difference between having stuff and being memorable. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 if, if it was Australia, they would have sorted it out. They would have like, oh, we have the 
Sweden's biggest uh, pineapple or some shit. Oh no, they would have <laughs> stuff like the Southern Hemisphere's second largest playable guitar. Yeah. <laughs> right. See? See, we, well, we, I guess we, the Aussies just drug. have to come and show how it's done, right? <laughs> well, are we going to bring the second biggest playable guitar? <laughs> Donate it to the city of Alvista. No, no, no. They if, have to be if, if, if the Aussies come and play uh, at our event, we'll 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 fix the the giant guitar. <laughs> should almost uh, look up what, what what you could do that would be the largest something in the northern hemisphere or something and put it in Alvista now. You know, just looking at their Wikipedia page, I think their only claim to fame is being uh, the railroad crossing between. So the Stambanan and the Kustikustbanan. <laughs> well, someone has to have that place, you know, be that, be that guy yeah. living in that place. It will be a very cozy event in a partially cozy town. Yeah. Well, it will be awesome people drinking beer, rolling dice, and that's all that matters. And you don't have to drive home. Which makes you drink more beer. Exactly. Ah, cunning. I like it. And well, you'll have you the, you your pick need... of the litter of the local talents as well. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just remind me of being posted in, like, you know, fucking <laughs> Pakapanil or some shit, going to dodgy shitty towns where all the girls just want to get married with a digger and run away. <laughs> <laughs> So pra- practice safe sex while you're heresy in Alvesta. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> but on the other hand, they don't have a deceased named after them yet. Oh, well, that's always that. <clears throat> I think there's a town in Australia that got that's basically famous for having, I think it's a kangaroo disease named after it. That's all of it. That's the claim to fame. <clears throat> they have an affair named after it. I learned that postponed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Someone tried to um, trick some baron out of a lot of money, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like uh, the castle name in Alvesta affair. <laughs> there you go. See? See, more more <laughs> unnecessary information about the town that has a heresy event during the so summer. The only thing we can tell our listeners now is never to put down that pen of where of where when you write your all the inter- interesting information we come with today. Just yeah. keep it keep it going. Well, they're already fucking bloody in their hands, aren't they? We can still be writing nonstop now. Yeah. Uh, don't bring fancy pens to Alvest either. They are only used to using pencils. And they will worship as a god if you do. Well, they work in space, so why not? They don't. They ruin spacecraft. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know that in Altus. All right. Well, so, to try and get this back on the track. (laughs) Uh, The railroad track? Yeah, the railroad track to Altus. So, uh, (laughs) basically, to summarize... The awesome event is going to take place at uh, end of June, roughly, beginning of July, around that kind of bracket of time, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 3,500 points, table-specific missions, 
heaps of narrative, story-driven, focused generals and all that good chess and crazy cars and crazy events happening all over the place uh, at an awesome venue, which is a hotel as well, so you could probably crawl back to bed after you've been playing. If you definitely if, can. If you're that inclined. Not to say that anyone is. <clears throat> with awesome breakfast. With an awesome breakfast. With an awesome gaming community. With you two awesome guys running the show. Or okay? at least trying to. Yeah. So definitely once you guys uh, know the dates, just let us know and we're going to start pushing it and let everyone else try to do it. I'm going to see if I can uh, gather a posse of uh, you know alpha males from uh, the great capital coming down with all their fucking, you know, trendy haircuts and... And we will put up posters all <laughs> over Alvesta <laughs> of you guys coming. Yeah. So the city will be ready. Exactly. The, the Uppländska knäktarna are coming. Time to revive the memory of the Nil Stacke. <laughs> it's going to be slaughter in the forest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't understand. All, all warfare now is con- conducting on online forums. Where <laughs> so I'll I'll meet you in a chat room. They don't have, <laughs> they don't have chat rooms there. They're doing it all old school. All right. What they leave like post-it notes. Passive aggressive post-it notes. <laughs> and shamelessly uh, pitching our webpage again, where the information will be. It's dirtyk.se. Yeah, and I hope that. Uh, you guys are going to have a Facebook thing as well, I guess. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of so course. Create, create a Facebook event, and then we can sticky post it to our events. And also, we can put it into the Scandinavian event uh, calendar on Facebook, which is super important. Yeah. And you so should you uh, also send it to the global. global. Yeah, because Alvesta is fucking like, now we're just going global here. Holy fuck, the pinpoint on Alvesta. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? There will be a lot of disappointed people showing up in Alvesta later on, even though we <laughs> warned them. <laughs> I thought that went for everyone. No, I used to... What do you go down... You, you do like Gen Con did in Brisbane back in, what was it, fucking 2012 or some shit, <clears throat> where they just went out and rented uh, from um, the local... Um, beauty school or whatever it was. They rented it like 12 girls of different heritage and they made them cosplay. <laughs> so they gave them like the outfits of you know, Laura Croft and other weird manga figures that I have no idea who they are. We or will... Sis- Sisters of Battles and they had them walk around Gen Con and <laughs> We will definitely not do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you might have to charge a higher entrance fee than to their event, I don't know. Anyway, so I guess um, that's it. So we're going to stay tuned for your events. And, um, well, I know that uh, Eric has done like a little teaser video. So I guess uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll post that again uh, to our Facebook page. Yeah, we can do that. Cool. Yep. Can po- and, uh, post it in uh, group as well. It, doesn't, it just helps promote the event. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, as soon as you have any updates, you post it on our fucking group page. That's like sure super, if you want to push it out. 
And then we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. And then if you have any more information, just let us know and we'll uh, talk about it on our next episode as well. Hmm. Keep an eye out for stupid meme um, hype pushes as well. We usually <laughs> try to do those bombarding uh, Facebook with different kinds of memes. But... <laughs> Alvista did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you want to shit the bed, come to Alvesta. <laughs> and all that stuff. Alvesta, yeah. nothing more than a train station. <laughs> yeah. And more than a... for breakfast. Yeah. See? Sta- staple diet for, like, any fucking transhuman, superhuman, space marine-ish person. That's all you need. Big beef and Alvesta. And heresy and beer. There we go. Excellent. And Axio. All right. All right. Well, it was awesome to have you guys on, and thank you very much. And it's awesome to see that, even though it's been like what, helping Chris like thirty, forty episodes since last time. Yep, something, something. All right. I'm not sure where we are currently. Thank you for the help, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, even though it's been that many long times, and it's been people talking about it's been a, you know, a decline in the heresy community and heresy is dead and all that bullshit. You can still see, like, here, here's a typical, like, a community that just started and it's still going fucking strong and it's still growing. And now, I think this, isn't this your, besides your mini dirties and mega dirties, isn't this your proper first event? Yeah, you know, I think you can say like, that. Yeah. So, say, like, this, this is how far you guys have come. So, it's fucking awesome. We're slowly wading out into the water. Yeah. Looking out <laughs> for sharks. <laughs> And then, and then you're realizing that this TO or EO business is just uh, a lot of work with no gratitude. No, no, but in all seriousness, like it's it's fucking awesome. And like ha- having had the pri- privilege to to look at your mission packs and stuff, and look at the cards, and you know, I, I know we we had a chat before we started recording, and it looks fucking top base, and I I really like. I know that one of the things I, I personally always struggles with is how to dri- drive the story forward, especially since I tend to be drunk after round two, which my, my EO, EO skills diminish. This is why I have Chris and Jody to help me out. Yeah, the best part but, is when Freddie manages to tell me and Jody different things we should uh, rule on. Well, you should be in the same space at the same time, so I don't have to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you both come to me at different stage of my intoxication <laughs> but that's the it, point of, of, of a narrative event right that uh, exactly. rules change all, yeah, all exactly. the time it, it, it's not the rules that change it's the EO that change <laughs> I'm evolving meta- metamorphing <laughs> into something bigger greater like reaching a higher level of consciousness or <laughs> so unconsciousness why. yeah well any type of different consciousness you know we don't have to go into details here it's not neat. <laughs> but but yeah, no. It's a, it. But what I say, like, it, it's it's awesome, and definitely, if you, if I, I might be deployed during that um, in in June. But I'm fucking hoping I'm not, because I'm definitely want to come, for sure. And I'm gonna grab uh, you know the the regular fucking suspects from Stockholm and force them to come with me. Excellent. See you guys all this summer. Yeah, all summer long. Or something like that. All right. So anyway, so thanks again for being on the show, and you know, we'll hope to hear you 
how the event was, and we'll have sort of like some sort of debrief, and well, yeah, where I can talk about my experience, and you can talk about your experience running your first event and lesson learns and stuff, and we can talk about what went wrong, but what didn't, you know, what was super excellent, and you know, all that good jazz, and try to promote because this will you'll be bitten by the bug, and this will probably just be the first of a, a long series of events that you guys are going to run. Thanks for having us. The lines are drawn, sides taken. The drums of war hum with malice and rage. And now, the eyes of both the traitor and loyalist rest upon the Ferex system. None shall yield, so who shall stand victorious? Choose your side and cast your die. Join us for the taking of Ferex. Act 1. Hubris. The Taking of Ferex is a narrative-driven 30k event track coinciding with the 2018 Flying Monkeys GT in Wichita, Kansas. Players will face off in a Loyalist versus Traitor narrative as the warring sides attempt to secure a foothold in the Ferex system. The event will span five rounds over two days. Zone Mortalis tables will be available both days for any players who wish to test their mettle smaller scale skirmishes. For more information, please go to flyingmonkeycon.com or search us on Facebook at Ferex30K. And we're back, and after that epic session of interviews, uh, we are all caught up on all the all the content we have to share for you or to you. Uh, massive shout to everybody who's been involved: Sebastian, Eric, uh, Daniel, and of course Henry. Um, and whilst we do have a ton of information, we need to to go out with the different events and stuff. We're going to keep it short and sweet because it is important to do so. Um, before we get onto the important stuff or important, uh, oh God, that's going to be political. Whatever. Um, I have been asked to mention that the tickets for the uh, Malmo Wargaming Weekend uh, number three, which takes place in late October, are available. Have a look. Uh, just do a search for Malmo Wargaming Weekend, and you'll be able to find them on Facebook, and it's, all their details uh, are out it there. It has been marketed as the best event this year. Apparently so. Um, but uh, as that's in late October, there's a whole lot of time to do different stuff about that. Um so, what I would say is, let's get on to our, our information. Now, you can go and find all of our events, all the stuff we've talked about this evening, um, when we talked about talk with Henry, and when we've talked about other events that have come up during the conversations. You can find them on our Facebook page, the Varangian Heresy Podcast, and you find them in the events sections. All of them are listed there. So you've got Lincoln, uh, the Titan Battle at Lincoln, the Assault on the Morion, which is the Lincoln event, Fields of Megara, Hobby Camp, the Heresy. Well, we've got a holding event for what we hope to be Scandus, and that's listed as Heresy in the Winterland. We'll have its proper name soon. We've got the Siege of Byzantium. Well, we, know, we, we know what the event is called. Yeah, we, we just once we get things organised, we'll put the proper name <laughs> on it. Um, 
Uh, we've got the Siege of Byzantium, which is Scandus, and the Duchesne uh, raffle for the Titans. Now, if you're interested in coming to any of these events, put yourself down as interested. If you come into these events, put yourself down as coming. Uh, if you've got any questions about them, drop us an email to the Varangian Heresy uh, podcast at gmail.com or hit us up via Messenger on um, on the site where you can talk to us directly and we will do our best to answer them and if you've got uh, any ideas or anything you want to talk to us about again put it in an email and send it over to us um, I think that's about as concise as I can be with what's going on by the time the episode drops so by the time this is filling your beautiful ears tickets will be live for the heresy um, for our Varangian Heresy hobby camp uh, and that is on the 8th to the 12th of August this year so They'll be live. You can get them. Go out there. Secure your place. All the information's already up in there. And again, if you've got any specific questions about that, get in touch with us. Get in touch with Colt Paint. And the guys over there are fantastic. And we'll do our best to help you as well. So, gents, you got anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, no, you fucking covered it all. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Just wanted to blitz through it because you guys have had uh, a lot to listen to. And we've had a great time putting it all together. But uh, and, I think uh, next next episode I will only be a wrap up to compensate. Actually, next episode will probably be where we talk about Patreon and our wrap up and uh, uh, fists and fists. Oh yeah, hopefully yeah. depending on how we manage to record it, and given how good we've been currently and lately at releasing episodes in the correct order, it might be anything next time. So yeah, it might be episode 95 or 62 or whatever. Who knows? I think it's yeah. episode 100 just to beat uh, RFI. Yeah, well, we definitely got to get that out in time and then we'll just re- release all the other stuff afterwards. Um, but I'm going to say then, without further ado, that it is most definitely a very good night from me. And me. And I think there was a Freddy in there as well. Um, but we may have just lost him for a second. No, um, no, no. I'm here. You're there. You're there. Okay. Well, it's a good night from you as well, then, is it? It always is. It always is. Fantastic. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be aggro in the streets. Be fulgrim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. This is the Ranjin Heresy Podcast, signing off. And remember, kids, tune in next week. Same Lex time, same Lex channel.